Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning, dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. When the Archimax login is confirmed and the theme song kicks in, we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just entertained, but reborn together. Dazzling hot takes and bone counts I can feel. Somehow, Glenn Danzig's films feel good on a podcast like this. Our hosts feel like the best part of us. And live rewrites feel perfect and powerful. Because here, they are. Met's Movie Lodgecast. We make movie podcasts better. Live from the Lodge 2.0, it's the LodgeCast Oscar Extravaganza. I'm your host, Brother Bishke. I'm going to be leading us through a hard-charging review of our Oscar predictions for the 96th Academy Awards, happening on Sunday, March 10th, 2024, at 4 p.m. Pacific Time at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, California. Hollywood. Hosted by comedian Jimmy Kimmel. After we've picked the Oscar winners in this Oscar extravaganza, we're going to do a top 10 countdown of our favorite films from 2023. Tonight, I'm joined by our Lodge Master, Matt. What's up, y'all? Brother Lucas. Not that we needed all that for the cast, but once you get locked into a serious movie collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can. (laughs) (laughs) And our two very prestigious guests, Brother Zach. Year six. Oh man, year wow. Six. It is year, year six. 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 Our dear brother Nathan. Hey guys, Woo. we're here for the Oscar brunch. Woo. Up wide and bright and early here. Yes, we are. And 2023 was an interesting year for movies. Theaters are still hanging in there with hits like Barbie <laughs> and Oppenheimer. Mm. We do pray for the future of movie theaters <laughs> as they are central to the Lodge cast experience. Fuck yeah. Long live Nicole Kidman and the AMC A-list. Mm. <laughs> Entourage. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say huge thanks to the Lodge Master this year for editing together oh. our recordings into amazing LodgeCast episodes. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. In six years, we have now covered over 275 movies oh my God. in our oh. episodes wow. and hot takes. Oh, Damn. That's so good. I also want to thank all our LodgeCast guests we had on. And a huge heartfelt thanks to all the listeners out there. And a special thank you to those that donated to our Venmo. Oh, hell yeah. Cha-ching. Thank you very much, all you listeners out there. It means a lot to us. Yeah. If you donate, it's at Movie Lodgecast on Venmo. And this portion of the program of our Oscar cast is brought to you by Sister Clara. Hey, Hey, Clara. We feel so close to you. Thank Thank you, Sister Clara. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Clara, for your donations. And we'll shout out you all individually in due time. Now, on to our Oscar picks in all 23 categories. <laughs> Bishki's going to try to keep this a tight, even tighter ship tight. than he's ever yeah, kept yeah. it Lay before. Lay down some ground rules. Vastly before. tighter I'll than do, normal. I'll, I'll, I'll keep my groaning to a minimum. We'll cover what we predict will win, what okay. we hope will win, 
And if we feel something got snubbed, we'll quickly mention that. Quickly. If you want to consider our <laughs> suggestions when you're filling out your Oscar ballot, take everything with a grain of salt. I will say we are recording this episode a little early as the Oscars are a month away before Oscar Sunday. I'll also say that this Oscar extravaganza is going to be extra hard charging because it's Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, yeah, it is. It sure is. And we got a Super Bowl to watch. The clock is ticking. And not only that, it's also Vim Vendors Sunday. <laughs> it's a Vim <laughs> Sunday. In a few hours, Brother Nathan needs yes. to go to a sold-out screening at the AMC Burbank 16 of Perfect Days with Vim Vendors and actor Koji Yakusho in person. We nice. got like pressing matters. We got double yes. point, yes. no returns. It's the duality of man. I love it. It's like <laughs> so the perfect. We're, we're on a clock. Yeah. <laughs> so we're love having an Oscar cast brunch this year. <clears throat> Cheers with our mimosas to Vim Vendors. Cheers. Cheers. Brother Vim. Woo. Brother, Brother Vim. Vim. I'm looking at this ballot kind of bleary eyed. It's early in the morning here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. You know, the cool thing about about the the Vim of it all is yeah. the, uh, the Cinematheque has done a whole Vim uh, retrospective. And so Vim and Koji have been in town for a while. It's been, yeah. it's been fun. And we did see brother Nathan and brother Zach and I saw until the end of the world. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. Five, six, six hours, five hours, five long. hours, yeah. five hours intermission. And, Vim, in and Vim showed up after. Whoa. Vim showed up. And so he's been in town. It's been a real treat, but this is kind of, yeah. The and until the end of the world, life. if you can, if you do it and you go all the way, the final 90 minutes, I think I was saying, were very uh, nutritious. So. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that back 90. The back 90 with uh, Max von Sydow. Real, real fun. No one thought I, we were I, talking I, about that yeah. movie. Yeah. The Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Bish Vim hijack. Vim hijack. Control us before before we get into Vim. The clock is ticking. Let's make our Oscar <laughs> predictions. Let's go. Woo! On to best picture. Here we go. Oh, shit. oh wow. We're gonna be Starting saying this word picture. a lot today. Holy cow! It's one word. Oppie. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Oh, that's my pig. Yeah. Ops, Anyone have going that way? It's sliding that way. Any right? dissenting voices? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not a dissenting voice, but I will say. Killers of the Flower Moon is this dark horse that I think the Academy, there's like a lot of old white men in the Academy voting <laughs> branch that, think they're in there, that grew up with Scorsese. Mm -hmm. So they might have some weird political favoritism. Mm -hmm. So don't be shocked tilt, if Scorsese comes out in a couple of these. I don't know. I'd be kind of shocked if that won, though. Big time. At this point. It just feels like this is at this point. It it's feels just, it's anointed. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah, winning every. I guess I guess if, if we're talking dark horse, I guess that would have to be the dark. I would have said poor things, but I don't know anymore. I don't know. Yeah, how much. Well, yeah. that would be the literal dark. If we horse, want to talk though. about poor things. Let's get to best actress. <laughs> okay, best no, actress. Yeah, that is Emma Stone. For I think sure. Emma Stone's got it. I actually think Lily Gladstone's. I think Lily Gladstone. Win. This is a little bit challenging. I think they look for a big showy like. Lily Gladstone, if she had supporting role, would have nailed it, I think. Are we talking yeah, Annette Benning and Nyad at all? No. No <laughs> way. No way. <laughs> laugh. Annette Benning's great in that. I, I know she Nyad. is, but it, the, the, uh, the nomination for Annette. It's, it's between them. She's having an incredible award. year. I think Nyad just sounds too much like Norbit to me. <laughs> it's between. It's definitely not that. Okay. Uh, it's it Norbit swims uh, from Cuba to Florida, <laughs> but it's uh, that I want to see. I think it's between Emma and Lily. Yeah, yeah and they're it, both it, well, great. Emma was it. taking notes watching Nell. <laughs> yeah, well, well that's because the definitely globe, you know the Globe split the vote where it had you know the com you know the comedy musical or whatever, but they split the two categories, right. so they both got an award. So, so now there definitely is a head to head. Yeah, I just shows think the, the Oscars, Oscars loves a big moment. It's Lily first Native actress to win an award, and she's great in the movie. 
it just happens to be that Emma Stone has the best performance yes. of the entire year in yeah. this yeah. movie. So, and Emma has, but, but Emma has maybe the entire decade. Emma has won before. I agree. Yeah, how to make yeah, myself happy decorated. here. Let me show you. So it's contentious. And it's so it's so Oscars that Emma would win for La La Land yes. and not for this movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it so it goes. Yep. Yes. On to another challenging one. Act best actor. I think Killian Murphy's going to get it. One hundred percent. But 100%. is there any dissenters that think... Giamatti Dark Horse. Giamatti, Giamatti Dark Horse. Not even yeah. so dark. I mean, with a real shot. I don't think... Yeah, not so dark horse as well. I see kind of a, like a light shining on the stage and there Giamatti goes That's a good band statue. name, Giamatti Dark Horse. Uh, <laughs> Giamatti Dark Horse. Uh, love to see Cillian win though too, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, Cillian's yeah. got it. Killian. 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 Killian, folks. He's killing, he's killing it. He's Oppenheimer. Right. He's going He's going for gold. Mm. They love They love an actor playing a real person. All right, yes. easy one. Best yeah. actor's in a supporting role, Divine Joy Randolph's going to win it for yeah, the oh, That's the only one. I saw her yeah, performance. No one else. I was like, she's going to win. No one else is close. Yeah. Because it's so raw and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Best actor in a supporting role, 100% Robert Downey Jr. 100. You don't think Ryan Gosling could sway the voters <laughs> with his can enough? Uh, he's, he's the neon pink horse. RDJ has never won. <laughs> He's never won. Oh, uh, then won. it's definitely, oh, definitely. Oh, nominated for Chaplin and, it, and Tropic Thunder. For, yeah. he's never your best. And he's yeah. been doing the round saying, you know, if I won for Chaplin, that wouldn't have been good for me because I wasn't ready. Downey, yeah, yeah. Downey is like our generation's Bob Hope. He's like this weird that. Jedi uh, vanguard um, that like yeah, says And he's also been decorated things. too. Downey Jr. has also been decorated. So and a lot of people, win. Nolan included are like he saved movies with his casting as Tony Stark. Right. So you know what I think? Yeah. So it's well. like Cruz saved movies last yes. year. This year is Robert Downey's The Savior. Yeah, The, the Savior. I, I love yeah. that Mark got nominated though. Mark Ruffalo's performance. Ruffalo. Oh, Ruffalo like, deserves it. already I'm puts kind of, yeah, him in there. I'm, I'm quietly rooting for Ruffalo. Oh, I think the whole lodge is rooting, rooting for Ruffalo. For Ruffalo yeah. had me dying. I thought it was really tight. I thought Defoe could have got supporting too. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. No, Defoe, but I think Ruffalo, am I wrong to say that Ruffalo is the choice of everyone's favorite? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. such a showy, beautiful. The nomination is really a highlight for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. For him. On to best director. He won last night at the DGAs. He's going to win on Oscar night. His name is Christopher Nolan. Yeah. No Chris shit. Nolan, baby. Unless Scorsese gets it. No. <laughs> because, or... because, 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 because we all thought Coppola was going to win it in 1972 for The Godfather because he won the DGA award. And guess who won best director at the Oscars that year? Bob Fosse for Cabaret. What's the history of Cabaret? Guess, with guess Marty? what? It Marty happened again won. to uh, someone in 1985 where they thought it was going to be uh, like this really amazing movie. And then it was like out of Africa or something. Mm, um, yeah, I forget, yeah. I forget what it was, it was like but, but, it, but it was like another switcheroo yeah. where you're like, and, and every time it goes one way, it goes another. Um, so I'm just saying, yeah, it's early in the, it's early in the year. There's, there's always a, a chance. There's a, there's a lot of awards. There's BAFTAs. There's any shot yeah. for your, any Yorgos opportunity director for Apollo 13. Any Yorgos opportunity. He's a dark horse for me, I think, but I would love him right there. Yeah. Yeah. They got to give it to Nolan, man. Unless some, Steam builds. Nolan's got it. I think it. the Academy just it. hates Nolan. They're not going to give it to him. It's like Ridley Scott. They've never given Ridley Scott a directing no. Oscar. I think Ridley's been nominated for Gladiator. He's never going to get it. They, they're they're, they're <laughs> just these white old it. men. That well, Ridley's never going to get one. Right? Not all, he's season. never going to get one now. Marty only for Departed? Correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Okay. On to adapted screenplay. Oh, shit. Mm. It's, it's a challenging one. I think Christopher Nolan's going to get it for... Oppenheimer. I disagree. Okay. They're gonna, they're, they're, this is where they diversify. I think Poor Things is the better script. 
Well, a hundred percent it is. Um, I think they are going to give it to Barbie because they want it. They no want uh, Greta on the stage. That's there's, what I think. And that's Greta. That's Greta mm, and Noah. Barbie. And that's Greta them and adapting the the doll, the do, the life of the doll. Correct. <laughs> I think. But, maybe, I, but I am think, I right? Am I am I right though? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. They want I, Greta on the stage. I thought about that where she shows up. I thought because, about where she shows because up because Barbie got snubbed. I can't or supposedly snubbed. I kind of think there's a backlash to the backlash. Okay. Yeah. Like people are just like, what? This is not. It'll win best song and that's it, guys. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. And that's maybe Ryan point. Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think. He's going to win, right? I do okay, think it would be cool, uh, obviously, um, for. Oh, now, now, who? Poor Things is uh, McNamara? Yeah. Well, that's. Poor like, Things might be that. That'll be like its only award. Oh, great. Say, I would say yeah. that's our favorite too. Like poor things yeah, in action yeah. is such an incredible yeah. thing of that material. Yeah. But yes. Oppenheimer. I'm not sure it's adapting American Prometheus or whatever that big book. Yeah, it's great. Not that is a challenge. Book. Yeah. That is a challenge. Zone of interest as a script award is kind of odd to me. But, yeah, uh, I don't yeah. think of script when I think of that too. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's try to pick out the best original screenplay. My prediction and desire is Justine Trier. And Arthur Harari for Anatomy of a Fall. Anyone have any for the screenplay? Yeah. I thought the holdovers. The holdovers. I think, that, I think the holdovers is is a real good, uh, you know, counterpoint to Anatomy of a Fall. Those yeah. are both. Two I good mean, scripts. I guess the as question is, is how many foreign language films have won best screenplay in the past? That is a good question. Mm. And is you think that's what should be honored for Anatomy, this screenplay? I think so. <laughs> that's I, didn't, I didn't see it. I Rather than it. the direction, I mean, I'm just yeah. I mean, it's it's a, like a few good men, except about like a married couple. I, I think about, you think about the, no. I don't know, the, the I context the, of holdovers. I, I think the script, but then, then holdovers. Yeah. It's not Alexander Payne. It's uh, I don't, I forget his name. Um, well, it was, omniscient editorial. No, yeah, it, was, it, it was that guy's story. <laughs> omniscient editorial note. The writer of the holdovers is David Hemmingson. Great job, David. He wrote it as a pilot, and then when he gave it and, to and I heard, Alexander I heard, Payne, Alexander Payne was like, I don't do pilots. And he was like, well, maybe you should do this one. He's like, how about we make it a movie? He's like, okay, let's make it a movie. And here we are. I also heard that Payne, like when he took that project, and he definitely does rewrites with this with this new collaborator that he's working with here. But he said, I'm giving him the writing credit because it's his story, his baby. Yeah. So there's a selfless thing there. And then he's nominated. I, I mean, I kind of, yeah. he's right. going to win. I'm into it. That's selfless for Payne to do in this. We yeah, shall so see. Beautiful. Oh. International so, feature. I'm predicting Ooh, the it's the, the only one I've there. seen. Shamefully, I'm predicting the zone of interest. Hey, yeah, hey, dunk. hey, Zach, one of mine's on there. Perfect days. I'm gonna see that today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking about perfect days in the yes. top ten. He was, feel, he was but, feeling but, the worst but, um, for me that I'm seeing it after my my you know my critical round it's, here. It's the only way, yeah. There's only the one zone. Training. The zone is the only one that's in best picture and. Um, yeah, it's just, it's obvious. Yeah. I don't know about you, but zone of interest is burning a hole in the center of my paper right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the zone will be in the right zone. There. The zone will be talked about for that, okay. for that international spot. Get in the zone. Otto zone of interest. <laughs> <laughs> On to best documentary feature. Mm. I guess the favorite is, uh, 20 days in Mario. Hell yeah. Yeah. Ooh, really? Have you, have you seen that? No. no. I watched Has that. anyone seen that? I did watch it. Okay. And? and and I might be talking about. Okay, gotcha. Oh. So okay. yeah, this is this is like my big oversight is all the docs. Yeah. I've seen I Eternal Memory and Bobby Wine. I did see Bobby I've Wine. Seen and uh, Bobby Wine is quite good. And and uh, I think pretty cool that he's going to be if he's able if they're able to get. Him is he going to? Gonna, I thought he's in like 
Well, we'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about it, but he he was at a different Oscar-adjacent ceremony in the last month or two. So okay. he's he gets in and out of the country still. So, okay. yeah. Uh-huh. On to best animated feature. I haven't seen any of these. Oh, man. Oh, man. I've heard, <laughs> well, even though it's kind of boring, The Boy and the Hero. Yeah, I saw it. Win. I saw it. I'll tell you, man. I mean, it has everything that you love ghibli has every little little creature and storyline and <laughs> almost look, has almost yeah. everything but it's a snooze it's Ooh. it's a snooze i don't know whether there's something about the pacing mm. that even drifted me and i i like a lot of his i want to see it i stuff. haven't seen it but i did see spider-man across the spider-verse which i know was a part one so it ends mm. on like a cliffhanger so i don't think that's I gonna it was win, a part two i don't think these or, are one, well it was second part film, two right? part part one of part two but but it, it it's a beautiful animation it's <laughs> a beautiful into the multiverse and yeah. then there's this brother one. brother lucas am i correct in that the BFF said something about robot dreams? Ooh. He may have. I don't recall, but he okay. sees a lot more than I do. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. saw a trailer for it once and it was like, it looks slow and mo- almost kind of like um, Jean Jean Mobius uh, heavy metal art kind of stuff. Nice. They look cool. We are know, unprepared to tackle this. Yeah, yeah, robot yeah. dreams sounded cool. I'm going to go with... Uh, with Boy and the Heron. Yeah. 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 I, I think Let this it be known, year, that's where the money is. Uh, the, the themes are there. The themes are there. It's like a, there's an uplifting. There's a message about war, just like everything with Miyazaki. So, yeah. It's making it a is, lot of money in America. Maybe it too. is the elegant choice. Yeah. yeah. No, I... The Lodge cast has never covered an animated film. Whoa. Interesting. So someday oh, we'll we have, have Wait, is that that's real? Not, no. Wait. What about uh, puppet murders? Or that's whatever. puppets. <laughs> <laughs> the happy time murders. Wait, wait, wait. That have animated shit in it? Do the universe? No. no. Oh, well, we haven't officially released that. No. Okay. Beavis and Butthead. On to. Beavis out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Best production design. I think it's going to go to Sarah Greenwood and Katie Spencer for Barbie. Yeah. 100% mm. production design. To me, that movie was the art direction. You guys yeah. don't think they're going to go Fisk? No. Guys are going to go for the sh- Fisk, like, built nothing. Like, he just Lucas, a, Lucas. A, a, he built a whole a whole main street. He no built- one think when people think of Killers of Flower Moon, they do not think of the I think, no, the showy like, ones. The showy ones and the immediate, like, dresses. Four Things, maybe. I think four Things is incredible. So four Things Barbie has a real a chance here. I think Four Things, would be, the, four things yeah. would be the upset. Four no, Things. Think about how outrageous some of the outfits are. Poor thing. You know, it's kind of a showpiece. Production design. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna get Dude, to costumes. They yeah. had a Malibu Dream Beach Barbie like pop up house in Malibu yeah. Barbie before does the movie came out, out where they, 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 they literally did, they recreated did sets yeah. from the movie, and people lost their motherfucking minds. Man, it'll probably be Barbie. It'll probably be Barbie. The so dream, the dream house. Let's theory. get to some easy ones. Film editing. Jennifer Lame for Oppenheimer. Yeah, of course. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? No, slam dunk. No, you're right. You said her cinematography. We love the editing. Her name is L A M E. We love the editing of the holdovers. Yes. So that was a well cut film. Yeah, it was. But Oppenheimer, yeah, had more. They'll never give it to a comedy. No, I know. I know. Yeah, I agree. Cinematography. Hoyt Van Hoyt must finally going to win his Oscar for Oppenheimer. But what about Poor Things? Poor Things had more more cinematography, right? Oh, dude. I'm going to throw in a Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Matthew Liberty? You're talking about? Dark Horse is Ed Lockman for El Conde. And the reason is the cinematographer's uh, branch loves Ed Ed Lockman. He's been in the game for like four or five decades. Maestro's Matthew Libutique, and there were some really <laughs> strong cards. Oh, very well shot. Yeah. Really strong cards for the cinematography. But did I cut you off? You, you keep going. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I just think <laughs> I just could see a surprise there. That's all. Okay. We can all. I'm agree. not banking on it. I, I think. We can I think all, you're yeah. right. Like I we can all agree. All those guys are just excellent. Killers was excellent too. And yeah, you know, we got an excellent, an excellent group of cinematographers, visual effects. Um, mm-hmm. Godzilla minus one. That's so fun to have on there. I mean, there's that viral clip of the VFX 
team freaking out when they realized they yeah. were nominated. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, if I just want to see them go up and I, I just, love it. I just like the visual effects in the creator. I that mm. that all you know. It was about. it was well done. It, but no, it was well done. <clears throat> it it looks seamless. Where the hell is Oppenheimer in this? Yeah, where the not, hell's Oppenheimer? In the, in, the, in the visual effects, there's there's a there's a horse that gets shot in the chest as it rears up in Napoleon. That was pretty incredible <laughs> effects. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna. I guess Oppenheimer uh, doesn't have visual effects. That's they actually Napoleon. Built they're a practical. Bomb. Yeah, that's it was true. all it was like true. real fire. I think Godzilla has a shot there. Nice I think one. Godzilla's probably maybe taking sound. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a dark horse for best sound. Mm. I'm gonna say the zone of interest. Yeah. Interesting. It's yeah. not going to win, but that's a it, good. It's a tough. It's a tough pick. call. I, I had my money on Oppenheimer, but the zone of interest to me is all sound design. It's all sound. It's design. all no, soundtrack. I, that, that's my top. This is the too. only yeah. category that, that I think Maestro could win. Hmm. Um, right. Also, but Cause, I because voters will be like. Sound music, <laughs> sound. I knew Leonard Bernstein. They did, they did the craft of the sound. I'm, I'm not a fan of the movie, but the craft in, in the in the sound right. was was. I thought they did some interesting things. I agree, though. Zone is all about sound, obviously. So yeah. I think that's an. interesting I think it choice. is featured, you know, more directly in that. Uh, props for Mission Impossible directly. No, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> now you guys, Oscar nominated. I've tried to watch that movie three times. Oh. <laughs> So people hate this one. It's boring. The it's only long. good thing about only good thing about Dead Reckoning Part One is when Este Morales is like, Ethan. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't even get there. Did you hear the? Uh, they're gonna change the title now because you know, yeah, yeah, did, yeah. shit. Just like they're just gonna like, come out with like the ghost. Edge uh, of Tomorrow origin. when it was released on home video was Live Die Repeat. But this is Dead Reckoning Part One. And there will never be a part two. What are they just going to keep <laughs> They're going? They're going to call it something else. Oh, okay. Because it's got a stank mission. on it. Christopher McQuarrie fired his longtime agent and manager and lawyer after that movie and now just has Tom Cruise's lawyer. Jesus. Mm. I just love when those big box office boners just get nominated every once in a while. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like, there they are. Hey, we're still here, guys. Star Wars. All right. <laughs> costume design. I'm going to say I'm I'm really hoping. Come on, poor things. And I predict yeah. poor things. I no agree. Barbie. I agree. Barbie. It's Barbie. No, no. Poor things. Poor things. What? Yeah, but then she's naked in poor things. And Barbie, they have like actual <laughs> costumes. Emma Stone's wear. costumes are incredible. Right, if you're gonna give it to anything, like, I get, I get LT's point. If you give it to anything, though, yeah. think about all the dresses and all yeah. the, you know, the the rollerblade outfits. And it's gonna be Barbie, Barbie, but it should be poor things. things. Poor things. Should be poor I think things. poor things is a very strong contender no in way. production design and costumes. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, like I think more so than production design too. Like when when it's under a costume design nomination, it's like yeah, poor things yeah. might. I guarantee you, the voters turned off poor things. They didn't go to the theater to see it. They're watching five minutes of it, and when she starts stabbing the corpse, they're like, "Honey, like we gotta get to our bridge game. <laughs> like we're true. not watching this." Well, Forty five minutes in the board are in the next room. Like what would they think of us? That's true. But everybody, she wears everybody like, in the world saw Barbie. So she wears like it's a true. clear plastic like range jacket, and it's she's amazing got, like, costume. Futuristic bubble glasses, man. It's costume I love design. It. I love it. Original score, Oppenheimer, Ludwig Göransson, yeah. or Killers of the Flower Moon since Robbie Robertson passed away. Oh. I'm going to be rooting for Robbie on that bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Poor things we the can, Flower Moon soundtrack was hidden. That, like, that yeah. got me hyped. When Poor I, things we can say had the most unusual and inadventurous score of yes. these, I think. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, Portland score is wild. I yeah. love Ludwig's collaboration, you know, with Nolan. It's kind of obvious, but there's one thing that's tied to that. The performance is tied to the soundtrack. There's like a, you know, a violin yeah. that they choose that represents Oppenheimer. That's the only one in the category that has something connected to a character. So I think it's going to win for that. And yeah. also uh, Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny is now Oscar nominated. For <laughs> John <that>. Williams. <laughs> Shout out to Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny. 
studio. The dial turns. 90, <laughs> oh, no. 95-year-old John I Williams. Uh, original song. Ooh, this is kidding. a tough one. It's a Barbie split, it's but a, I, it's, it's, a, it's a, a photo finish. I think it's going to be Billie Eilish. It's Eilish. Wait, what was yeah. I yeah, Ken I agree. is nominated. I agree. He's going to sing Ken at the Oscars. No, it's, it's going to be a Barbie show at the Oscars. I think you're right. Sure. Yeah. And, but... But ending with her, Billy. L.A. loves Billy Eilish. Yeah, and that's yeah. right. You're right. And, and, and it's more the more dramatic. I song. take it back. And I, Billy's Ken in the voting academy. Fun, she can yeah, vote for herself. Even though I'm rooting for Diane Warren with Flaming Hot's Fire Inside. Nice. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and that's nice. Oscar nominated too as well. Now. Wow. Flaming okay. Hot. Wow. Oscar I didn't even Whoa. know about that. Makeup, wow. and, ha- makeup and hair styling. We got to go poor things for Defoe. Defoe. Yeah. Poor things. Come on yeah. now. That Anyone? Was so delicious. I changed the, the, the Lodge group chat photo to. Oh, it's so face good. It's from so that good. movie. Because that face, I could literally just watch Defoe just like peeling an apple or a potato just in silence in real time with that face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh well, I mean, Maestro did have some of the best old old age makeup that I've seen. And he, true, and, yeah, true. and that Dad knows though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad knows. Um, but the, and they did the same guy did uh, Gary Oldman for you know the the Darkest Hour or whatever that was. I mean, that, he had that, a New York. I think he had like a New Yorker article on, okay. on. It's the best. Him as a make, I mean, how many makeup artists get a New Yorker profile? No you know, but but I do think it, poor things is come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give it to Defoe. Come on. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I've just heard word from the producers. <laughs> we're not We're not going to be covering the shorts this year. We're, oh. We are running out of time. Oh, Does anyone have anything to say about the shorts? The wonderful we story of Henry Sugar. Seen Let seen her go pig. Let's go. We got to go. We got to go. The we're clock is past. ticking for Vim Vendor's Super Bowl Sunday. Hustle, oh, hustle, hustle, hustle. Let's keep moving, folks. Break. Vim waits for no man. Before we get to the top tens, we have a second annual award to give out this mm. year mm. in our Oscar extravaganza. It's a tasty one. Nutritious. We will each name our choice for Salad Dragon of the Year. The salad Dragon. The one scene, or maybe character, that was so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justified the price of admission. <laughs> or the Salad Dragon is named after Reese Witherspoon's leafy mm. transformation in mm. A Wrinkling Time. Which was our first LodgeCast episode in 2018. Anyway, wow. to be eligible for this year, for the Salad Dragon of the Year, these could be from any movie. That came out in 2023. We'll see if any of our dragons overlap. So I'll start and we'll end with the Lodge Master. For me, the Salad Dragon of the Year comes from a movie that we did not cover. Did not. I like it. Let's let's learn something. Because it was a superhero movie. Oh, shit. You watched a superhero movie? I know it it too. I know it too. But we should have covered it. Mm -hmm. I was sitting next to you while you saw this. And Lodge Master Matt was sitting next to me. I got COVID-19 for the first time watching this movie. That movie is Ezra Miller's The Flash. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Now, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you do not need to see this movie. Don't. But if you search on YouTube, (laughs) Flash Saves the Babies. Yeah, yeah. You'll be treated to a truly hilarious four-minute salad dragon. It's great. In the scene, several newborn CGI babies fall out of a collapsing high-rise, oh and Ezra God. Miller's Flash goes into slow-motion mode where he needs to rescue the babies. <laughs> now Flash also needs food for energy, so in this scene, in a series of shots, he grabs a burrito out of a microwave, takes a bite, and then proceeds to put a CGI baby into that microwave. In total, Flash saves nine CGI babies. And Jeremy Irons congratulates him. The CG effects in this movie and the scene are so wild. And so is Ezra Miller's performance. 
maybe check it out, but definitely check out on YouTube, the salad dragon of the year from the flash Ezra Miller flash saves the babies. And the special effects were so bad that the director felt the need to like explain them. Explain that they're, they're, it, supposed that they're, to be, they're supposed to look they're bad. They're supposed to be bad. I like that they look bad. Chrom- chrominium yeah. state. There like, is also I like, like, I like a that New York Times bad. video of him I, explaining yeah. himself. I also uh, like that they look bad. That's what makes it sense. Yeah, like, like I was like, maybe he's actually speaking my language. Because if the babies look too real, it would be disturbing. Right. And I think that's kind of a rare yeah. thing that you get a behind the scenes to a dragon of the year. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's how hard it hit. Yeah. It's on YouTube. It's it's that's how hard it hit. And it's almost like the lodge equivalent of lobbying for the award. Yeah. 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 He wanted it. Definitely. Cheers to that director. I don't know know who he was. Andy Machete. Andy Machete. Machete. All right. So now we're going to rotate around. Salad Dragon of the Year. What do you say, Brother Lucas? Mm. You know what's funny, Bishki, is there is the hive mind because I had thought of the Flash at first and I was like, oh wait, we didn't cover that and I'm not I'm not gonna include it. But I, I had a I had a runner-up from that movie as well. Because yeah, yeah. it's just so juicy. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even like superhero movies. But I heard a rumor that Michael Keaton <clears throat> was making a cameo as the the Tim Burton Batman. Yep. And I was like, yep. I have to see this. And he, I did. He is in the movie. Didn't love it. But anyway, my <laughs> salad dragon of the year is Bo is afraid. Oh, oh, it's a, it's a five act movie. It's a five movie movie <laughs> yeah. with many, many salad dragons. This movie's so notorious yeah. that when we covered it, we didn't even like like single out any specific salad dragon. No, we were like, it's, it's just, just too shmor- much. It's a smorgasbord. It's an, an OG Pizza Hut salad bar, pizza bar, like extravaganza. But the 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 one scene that just gets me every time because I rewatched it recently and I w- I was laughing so hard. Like I thought something was wrong with me um, is when Bo gets into the bathtub yes. with his cell phone <laughs> and the little like virgin mother statue for his mother. It's like a gift for his mother. Yeah. And he's just sitting <laughs> in this quiet, peaceful shithole of a bathroom. And, and, you know, it like it, in the movies, like two and a half hours. So you're just, you're just like lingering it's on three hours. Yeah, three. Excuse me. You're just lingering on Bo in the bathtub. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, there's like a drop of water on his face, you know, but like the shower's not on. So it's like, why is there water <laughs> on his face? You think it's water. And it's he looks up and there's some rando, you know, houseless person, like in a crawl space, like in the ceiling, like, like spread out like Spider-Man or Leon from the professional, like trying to hold his own body weight up oh, above Bo. And they both see each other. And the guy is like crying because yeah. he can't hold himself for very much longer. And like Bo doesn't know what to do. And finally, there's like this black widow, brown recluse spider that like crawls on the guy's face and he falls on him naked. And I, oh my God, like I, I died. I died Ooh, every time. That's Just a great dragon. Death. It's it's an amazing dragon. It's a potent, so, potent, so potent and juicy. You got to see it. You go on YouTube and just watch Bo is afraid bathtub drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, did Ari Aster do any campaigning for the dragon? Did he no, talk about this scene? No, okay. but it's so good. Ari Aster did make the round saying he was disappointed that people didn't really care about Bo is Afraid because he's like, I put so much weird shit in every frame of that movie. So yeah. kind of a dragon he campaign. Wa- he, he wants it. He yeah. wants it. I'm yeah. also campaigning for him. We'll talk about him later. Yeah. All right. Brother Nathan. Oh yeah. So I can I can like merge into Lucas's thing because my number two was the penis monster from Boa's Afraid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, which is, is absolutely worth talking about and actually uh, maybe the, the apex of the weird imagery. Yeah. Uh, but I'll take this moment to talk about another <laughs> totally crazy film. And I want to see everyone's reaction. It was like, uh, there's there's another bathtub scene in Saltburn. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, 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 
down a notch, you yep. know, like, you know, yep. all the mothers and all the fathers can turn one. off uh, the thing in a second. But there's a voyeuristic moment where Barry Cohagen is looking at, you know, looking at Jacob Elordi masturbating in a clawfoot tub. Yes. That was the turn. I call and, that the turn. You know, he waits till he leaves this creep. You know, he's a creep from the creep from lobster or no, the creep from uh, sacred deer. Uh, he's here. He'll be forever typecast for this role. Uh, but he, he goes in after this bath and he goes to the drain and he's sucking at the water. You know, we've all been there, right? Yeah. Am I right, guys? Oh, we've all desired someone that much, right? Um, sucking but for like Empress's bath water. For A24 to like double down, you know, A24's double down. Down on their store, they have a little bathtub shot glass. You know, just it's just licking disgusting. the rim so, of the drain. Um, I just wanted I to say talk. a campaign swag for the drag. Everyone mm, is kind of. I mean, it's sick. I mean, you know, and the I, word is getting out about this this new award. I must mention as well, yeah. we have received a lot of almost pushback. <laughs> for the fact that we didn't, for the fact that we didn't cover Saltburn, I had words uh, for Saltburn, uh, right? Yeah, and that, yeah. that, I just want to say because I wanted to use this we moment just to talk one, about Saltburn. He went rogue and list. saw it yeah. alone. Uh, yeah, I did my homework. Well, I saw it, I saw it at home it. in my living Lodge room. Master Matt, for whatever reason, was like, "Nah, we're not doing that." I was like, <laughs> "I don't remember it that way." But <laughs> all right, anyway, well, we'll have to open we up the hotline. We should have covered it. We might cover it in a revisionist episode. Yes, and I apologize to all listeners who were deprived. Sometimes, yeah, it's not our wild. fault. We're not doing it on purpose. It's just like our lives don't sync up. And yeah, it was that just was a bad just, release date. I don't everybody. know when Give it came out. A nice it was probably yeah, sometimes the, the Lodge cast drops the ball. Let's yes, keep it real. That's we're, we're real. We're mortal. We're yeah, humble. You're human beings. There's movies we've missed. We're infallible. All right. Or we're, we're not. We're fallible. We're fallible. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm excited. Brother Zach, what do you got? I am a little torn because there is a dragon so delightful that um, I assumed it would have been taken by now, but I do love all the choices so far. In lieu of just, you know, talking about the same film over and over again that we're about to be talking about, I'm going to take a detour. Okay. Mm. I'm not going to go to the scene in Poor Things that I was thinking about. The dance oh, scene. Oh. The dan- is there, so I assume you're not going to talk about it either. That was on my list, Somebody, but let's burn it. We'll, 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 we'll discuss it. the dance scene later, yes, but that is... Sure. If it were you to call that a dragon of the year, you would be correct. You'd be and, correct. and that was also campaigned for, I believe. But yes. um, I'm going to choose the Catacomb Ed Wood Battle Royale. Ooh, yes. Oh, the Bones. <laughs> yes. Zach. We have zombie oh. boobs. We have uh, yeah. we have ghosts. We have Russell. It just is. Everything that just sent me over the edge. Mm. That's a solid in the edge. choice. I, such a good climax. And so let me see if I get this right. YouTube Pope's Exorcist Final Battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zombie boobs. Likely. Zombie likely. boobs uh, might get like you there. The maybe home finale. Do a little sound clip. Right or is that, is that too hot for, for YouTube? I don't know. Nothing's too hot for YouTube. I don't YouTube know, but anymore. I will say. It might be age restricted, but it'll be there. When they, when they showed us the catacomb <laughs> set for yeah. the first time, I thought, that, you know, this could lead somewhere nice. And it did. And it really just did. I think there's some levitation. Um, there's some putrid smells. There's, you know, you could smell the odor. I, I think the, it's, it's can just, smell that dragon. It's just levitating just above. Yeah. The final, um, the final ride on the Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and I, and I just, 
you know, as it coming out of that, coming out picture, of that. You're painting a picture for all of us. All those guys. Oh, I can still uh, see it. All the people in the office, hard at work, cataloging yes. everything. I just. I really hope they make 99 more <sighs> like they promised. You yes. know, that that is my salad movie of the year, I would say also. Just yeah. unexpected and a treat. I almost, Exorcist. I almost forgot about that entire Russell, Catacomb Star Battle Royale. Russell Crowe as Father Mort. He's great. He was never, having a great time. Never forget. Just in the DNA of this podcast. Part yes. of part of the salad dragonry that really separates the the cream from the chaff is when <laughs> you can tell the performer is locked in and having a great time and knows what they're yeah. what movie they're in. Yeah. And Russell Crowe, I mean, goddamn. <laughs> He's like the poster child for All that. All in. All Lodge in. Master. All right, so you know, I had the poor things dance, obviously. Yeah, that was in my yeah, runner up. Yeah, and then my other one was the dream scenario fart dream. Also, that was my other one, of mine, <laughs> which was on the same page. But since we're digging deep, and since Zach went off outside the lines, I'm going to bring up a movie that didn't technically come out in 2023, but we mm-hmm. sure as hell covered it in 2023. Mm-hmm. It's the climax of a little film called Mind Cage, <laughs> which <laughs> Martin Mind Lawrence Cage. is squared off against psychotic prisoner John Malkovich. <laughs> okay. Yes. And yes. Made me a picture. The yes. final showdown in the Silence of the Lambs basement. Oh, it's yellow tinted. Yellow like- tinted. And Martin Lawrence's partner is like, where are you? What are you doing? And Martin Lawrence emerges from behind a plastic sheet <laughs> curtain with, with this fucking smile on his face that you've never seen Martin Lawrence have. It's a ra- rapscallion rascal. Wiley. <laughs> yes, it <Smart>. is. <laughs> yes, it is, Lucas. And he begins to speak, not in the voice of Martin Lawrence, but in the voice of John Malkovich. Oh. Speaking from beyond his own mind oh. cage. Oh. <laughs> And dear listener, my God, oh. it is the most pungent of all salad. This salad bar went off years ago, and you just need to fucking whiff it, bring it into all your orifices, and enjoy. Oh, it's yeah. deep uh, course learning. Can we it's upload like, that to yeah. the LodgeCast YouTube channel? It's, oh, we've well, got, it's, we've got already, it's already on Instagram. If you search oh, okay. tenor gift keyboard, Martin Lawrence mind cage, <laughs> it might come up. Do you have the Do you have the voice on it, though? Is that, no, no voice. Okay. You're going to have to go to Tubi for that. Uh, okay. Okay. And Tubi's for the got record, it. John Malkovich is table reading the entire movie. Yes. Yes, it is. It will be forever <laughs> in my heart. Herself. That was a good episode. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. All right, that Salad Dragon of the Year sequence was brought to you from Sister Emma. Woo! Emma, Emma. we love you. Who donated to our Venmo. Thank you, Emma. Cha-ching! A thousand thank yous. Sister Emma of the Year. Yes. Thank you, Emma. Also, Emma and Clara joined us for our Wonka cast. (laughs) It was magically delicious. Which will go down in history. All right. And I think a lot of us will be bringing up Wonka coming up here on the Ooh, top 10. A lot, a lot of us? <laughs> My number a lot one. Of us. Shout out Mission Impossible. Maybe not. Maybe that's bad intel. Was that All right. a, a little tease of a jellical <laughs> choice? So. Maybe. Okay. Let's go on to the top 10 of 2023. Let's do it. I'm going to start. We're going to go in a circle. Do you, have any, do you have any ground rules for us, Bishki? Well... I do have some rules. Love and light. Do not disparage or argue against each other's top tens. <laughs> Never. Never. But you Never. are allowed. You are allowed to groan. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
The mimosas are flowing, folks. I don't know if you, you can tell. It's early Brother two. Lucas is two. on mimosa three. Oh, my God. It's just noon. Actually. It's only noon. Number two, try your best not to talk over each other. <laughs> and son of a bitch. <laughs> Shut up, you son of a bitch. You're laughing over me. Don't groan over okay. me. With yeah. our top tens, let everyone say their piece. Mm. Basically the same as number one. Okay, let's go on to our top tens Woo! of 2023. I'll start. Number 10, <laughs> the horror movie of the year. Oh, shit. The real life horror of the documentary 20 Days in Mariupol. Mm. Oh. Starting it off sober. Uh, I'm sober. starting it off sober this year. Watch <laughs> as a modern Ukrainian city is completely destroyed by Russian forces. Filmmaker Mstislav Chernov is trapped in the city for 20 days, and he captures the ground-level terror of this horrible war and how it's destroying the lives of everyday people. Essential viewing. It's on YouTube, PBS Frontline channel. Die and burn in hell, Vladimir Putin. Boom. boom. That's all I have to say. Ooh. For real. For number mic. 10. Dropping mic. <laughs> Starting off sober. Damn it. Brother Lucas. Um, I don't have an official top 10. Okay. I have, oh, I have a top what? seven. Wait, 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 wait. Top okay. seven with three honorable mentions. Okay. And everyone knows me as the Old Testament video hound movie retriever guy, yeah. which means I only recommend my top 10 if it's a three bone or above. So the yeah. honorable mentions are two and a half bones. But you have 10... Movies. Yes. Ten movies. So number 10. Are they movies? Yes. Number, yes. Number 10, which is my first honorable mention, mm. is uh, John Wick Chapter 4. Wow. Wow. Okay. Which I saw on a Lufthansa Almedia. flight coming back to America uh, this past summer, which I think was the way God intended it because I was, you know, trapped on this flight for so long. Yeah. I, I flight, had, the flight's pretty good had, for that. I had three hours to kill. Uh, and this movie was that long. But my very brief review is John Wick Chapter 4, question mark. More like Donnie Yen's Kane, Chapter One. Oh, well, <laughs> deep, <laughs> deep read of that one. I don't. Oh, I have not seen. The, I, I have not I seen. The, I, there you go. I have not seen the movie, little. so I don't know what that means. Uh, but <laughs> Citizen Kane. Okay. <laughs> The, right. the deadpan face that Brother Lucas just delivered. And then he, he just did. put on his AMC yeah. bucket hat and <laughs> called it a day. I love it. You did all it. Right. Oh. You did it. There you go. Honorable mention. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Number 10. All wow. in on the mic drop, but it it was it left some confusion. But That's I fine. Brother Nate, you so, got, you got so, 10. Yeah. So Bishki's starting sober. I'm yeah. mine. <laughs> Mine's the opposite. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm going light to dark. I'm yeah. going. I'm going. Go, yeah. go to, you know, here we go. Um, <laughs> number ten. I have. I have American Symphony, and probably Ooh, not you on go. your what? list. Mm -hmm. This is the only doc on my list. Yeah, but yeah. this is. I'm. I'm kind of feeling it was the um, the fire of love of my year because mm -hmm. it, it, yeah. at the center of this, this is documenting the, the extreme highs and lows of John Baptiste, the artist you know, musician, multi talented guy, and his wife, who is going. You know, she's suffering major health concerns. Uh, during the same exact moments of his highs and lows. And mm -hmm. it's documenting this little Pete. They allow all these people to come into their lives and film this stuff. But I love, I mean, I love John Baptiste as a, as a human being. I mean, he is a exuberant, he's a film composer. He did soul. I mean, you guys maybe know him, Stephen Colbert's band leader at one yeah. point. So he's building this American symphony that has all this beautiful music. That's just kind of coming from this angst. Uh, but uh, at the center of this, there's a love story that's just off the charts. So that's why it's my number 10. 
Very Good nice. beautiful. Oh yeah. Very nice. Brought it's to you Netflix. by Barack and Michelle Obama. It's a Netflix. Oh, right. You know, it's Netflix. Thanks, Obama. So Obama, people Obama can see Productions. It on Netflix. Thanks, Obama. Obama has has a uh, has taken a shine to documentaries that start with the word America. Yeah, American. True. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about American Factory five years ago. American right. fiction this year, brother mm. Zach. American um, porno. I just would like to give a quick <laughs> honorable shout out. Uh, I'm, I have no documentaries in my ten this okay. year. I know. Uh, I just say first of all, what a great year for the movie. These guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really eccentric year. Yeah, this is like maybe, it. maybe I think the strongest year for American films and international, but American really in at least half a decade for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to Bobby Wine, and which is a must see. That's on Nat Geo, yeah, it's on my list. and uh, and right. Beyond Utopia, uh, which uh, is also a must see. I can't remember. It's also on another list. I'm it might be a Nat Geo. Okay, we won't talk about it then. Yeah. Um, and lastly, I'd like to give an honorable mention to BlackBerry. So, oh, yeah. I whoa. wanted to see that. That's a What's all these honorable mentions? I allow honorable mentions. Talking. I'm just, you said, you said we could name drop. You them. could name drop. Okay. Yeah. Right. BlackBerry was on my 10 until uh, a very short while ago when something kind of hopped in there and scooched some things down. And my okay. number 10 is <laughs> May, December. Okay. I like seeing uh, Mr. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. It's Don Haynes. Uh, it's Mr. Haynes to you. And uh, <laughs> yes. I, I, I like Todd going, going kind of pulpy fun here. I thought this was very funny, very entertaining, and had some, uh, some great layers to it. Uh, incredible performances from the three leads. And uh, Melton coming right off of Riverdale into this just not on my radar and now for sure is and uh you know this snake don't bite mm. that was an interesting film i don't know what to make of it but yeah we'll, we'll see if it comes up anymore we'll see May well, December. I, I i yeah i i wish i would have seen it in the theater and netflix you don't always get that opportunity unless you, yeah. you make a, a real quick look, go of it well i it think looked, i think great. with may december though i mean it had a lot of like food for thought afterwards there was this, this section of the actual drama at the center of that of that piece well there's a lot so, of who is who is um manipulating who and uh, who is telling whose story and the lies that we kind of tell ourselves to justify our own moral choices. Well, I, I just and think, so, yeah, I think um, the dynamic of it all too, uh, Haynes finds those little nuggets that are unexplored and creates some drama. So I still think he's a valid filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. We should have covered it. I think it's I think we should have covered it because I have things to say, but yeah. we don't have time. We don't. Watch Master we Matt. On the, yeah. Number 10. <laughs> For all my... Uh, haranguing Zach about the rules. I'm going to break a rule right off the bat. Okay. So, what? And I have a tie for my number 10. That's, what? that's allowed. He's done, this before. He's done this before. He's done this before. I'm going to explain myself. <laughs> it's getting a little messy here. <laughs> These two films are inextricably linked. Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. okay. Both okay. created similar sustained queasy feelings queasy. for me mm. pretty much through the entire runtime of both. Both used sound to get under my skin. The omnipresent sounds of Auschwitz and Zone and 50 Cent's (laughs) P.I.M.P. in Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, man. Both starred the same actress, Sandra Hewler. I didn't know that. Having a great year. And I'm sure these will be discussed later, but I had to put them down at number 10. Hell yeah. Because I did not enjoy these films. Right. I did not enjoy any of it. It's like a bad acid trip. Like a low grade acid trip. But I keep thinking about both of them. Mm. So I I had to shout them out. All right. On to number nine. After getting thoroughly depressed watching 20 Days in Mariupol, you're going to need some cheering up, folks. <laughs> now, number nine 
It's Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. It's number nine. One of the top comedies of the year. It's 80 for Brady. Oh! <laughs> yeah! Uh, we're getting Jellico real early. Right after 20 days. Of- right. Oh, that's great. We, that's we a co- great follow-up. We covered this film last year, early last year. Listen to that episode. Good Lord. I laughed my ass off. I cried a little at Speaking Sally Field. Speaking of bad acid trips. <laughs> and living <laughs> yeah, legends, right? yeah. Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. That's true. You really can't go wrong with this film. No. Nobody watched it except us, but you should watch it. It's a strong choice, Bishki. Wow. And I, I didn't even know that was this year. No. <laughs> I thought it was like 10 years ago. <laughs> I gave it a strong three bones in the lodge cast. I yes. said, it's going to be in my top 10. Oh, man. And, it's, yeah. and it stayed there all year. Did you That's feel good. like hell, that you had to be held to that? What? <laughs> that, well, no. Because you called your shot. Well, I kind of did, but no, it, it, I mean, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, I got, perfect. I got to honor 80 for Brady. Okay. We should watch oh, it again today if we this, get done. I'm the ready best, to watch right? 80 for Brady again. It's the best film. So, so funny. Of the year. All right. Number nine, Brother Lucas. So this is my second honorable mention, Two and a Half Bones. Uh, <laughs> how did they make a movie about Barbie without the movie being about mm. Barbie? Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, the Come only other thing I'll say is I wish I had seen Barbie opening night mm. at the AMC Century City, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm. I don't know what you mean. Tell, tell yeah, me more. There's a, Century, being cri- there, there's a Century City uh, call, like shout out. Oh, right. oh yeah. yes, and, I, yes, and I thought, yes. wow, I was in Burbank when I when I saw that. I mm. thought, man, it would have worked better. Would have driven all the way. If I was in Century City. Mm. But imagine people who did see it opening night in Century City. It would have brought the house the down. The special yeah. buzz of the yeah. room. Ladies of the Lodge covered that very well. It's a very good episode. They didn't like it either, so. No, Emily, Emily, <laughs> particularly uh, okay. better than it had any right to be. I'm going to give it. That's that. true. That's yeah. true. Love and light. Brother Nathan. All right. I got uh, anatomy of fall right here for no. Okay. Nine, right? So uh, it just I'm trying to get in the mind of a, a viewer that hasn't seen it. And I was thinking, well, it's like a, a whodunit that would intrigue any amateur sleuth or like a true crime nut. But. Uh, where where the it, where it goes into the courtroom drama is actually where it gets kind of more interesting, in mm-hmm. which we, Dave and I, were, you know, Bishki and I were talking about that. Well, it's a weird court set, uh, like because yeah. it's so stimulating. The and French court, the French amazing. rules are a little different. Yeah, you're really trying. I think well, the film is successful because it's of its uh, that uncertainty and the the nagging doubts that you have about what the actual truth was, and 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 you know, no spoiler there. You just kind of you're left with your what you have to feel, what, what you have to feel like, what you have to put this piece puzzle piece together but i thought it was really well directed uh uh and you know uh it mirrors lodge masters split there these two films that are kind of straddling in my mind the same way so yeah. uh i'll say it to that i mean the l- layers of ambigu- ambiguity or what i really appreciated with the direction too to try to just you know get us where we're gonna get but it was a blast to watch so anatomy of fall number nine yeah sandra hewler what a year brother zach uh, at number nine was a movie that uh, I actually just saw about two weeks ago, and it is A.V. Rockwell's 1001. Mm. And mm. I it I think it won Sundance, and yet still, I, for some reason, I just was resisting seeing it. I thought it was going to be another one of these movies about a single mother living in poverty, trying to make it. And I, I I thought I knew what it was. And if you are like me and you feel like you've been avoiding it because you think you know what this movie is, watch the movie. Um, it's on Amazon. It is um, beautifully shot, uh, incredibly uh, sure hand from the director. And it's about a changing city. And it's about um, a found family. And... Um, choices made on our behalf that um, we have to navigate and live with. 
And um, it's a very um, surprising third act and a very thoughtful, rewarding film. And it kind of crept up on me and kind of choked me up at the end of it. I, I highly recommend, and you can stream it on Prime. Nice, nice. What's Beautiful. the name of you? A thousand, a thousand and one. And one. Thousand and one. And and nice. keep an eye on A. V. Rockwell. I think she's um a, a real talent. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Lodgemaster. Number nine for me is a little documentary called Still, a Michael J. Fox movie. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, it was good. You softy. I, I need to see that so <laughs> I I mean, it feels so good to get such a strong dose of Michael J. Fox after yeah. all these years. Because, oh. you know, you have so, at least I assume everybody in this room has such an immense reservoir of love and goodwill yeah. for that man. So oh, much. hell yeah. I so mean, much. so much so that it feels like it's going to turn out that he's been a prolific child murderer this whole time. Oh, oh, man. But and Jeffrey Epstein flight log. <laughs> but until that information like comes out. The alias Peter Piper. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Peter Piper. A monster. A true I, monster. Uh, until that happens, I want to sneak this in and show my appreciation and... You know, it's great to see him. It's great to understand kind of what he's been going through this whole time. Like everybody kind of knows, but they're kind of like, oh, it, it's sad. But, you know, he, he humanizes it for you. You understand kind of the whole 360 of, of his life. And formally, it's the recreations that are the innovation. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't hear I, about that. Mm-hmm. Like the, the kids, the kids days in the pictures kind of thing? It's not. It, no, it's live action. Mm. They're incredible. It's like, it yeah. just kind of has to be seen to be believed. And it's it's the kind of recreations that only like a high budget documentary <laughs> nice. could really pull like on the right. set of Back Lodge to Master, Future. Let me ask stuff. you, how soon nice. into the movie... Did you realize you weren't watching footage that you had to be watching recreations? Oh, because Im- of what it was? immediately! But oh, immediately because I wasn't a hundred. I was like, "Wait, what's going on?" I wow. think about documentary yeah. recreations all the time. Sure, so of course, I, but, but I was, I immediately. They're seamless. I recognize it. I'm like seamless. Yeah. Shit. So very yes. impressive from a documentary filmmaking standpoint. Highly recommended. Nice. I need to watch it. We're on to the number eight a- a- on Apple, right? Apple TV Plus. Yeah, Apple TV. Yeah. Beautiful. I need to renew. Let him know. Let him know. Let I need know. to renew my prescription. <laughs> <laughs> Subscription. Yeah. Number eight. Number eight. I'll be quick. The killer. David Fincher. What? I mean. Wait. Uh, what? <laughs> fish. This we move. can't. It's just a groan. No, no let, him go. Only let, groan. Him, let him go. Let him cook. Wait, wait. No, no. I'm backing up. I'm backing up. Oh, this, movie, this movie's risen in bone count since we first covered it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. Clinical. Cool. <laughs> That should be the poster. It should be on the poster. The Clash. Pure undiluted Fincher. For all of us Fincher freaks out there, I got nothing more to say. On to Brother Lucas. Yeah, you don't. Uh, this is my third and last final honorable Ooh. mention, Two and a Half Bones, of a, a movie I saw oh, earlier this week. I had to watch it in two parts because oh. it was long. So I only like I, I almost made it the first time, but it was late and I had to go to sleep. So then I saved the second half, which was 45 minutes still. It's called The Creator. Mm-hmm. Mm. I wanted to see it in the theater, but uh, unfortunately couldn't make it. And I'm sure it played great, like in IMAX or whatever AMC had it. But um, it's basically like, what if the Vietnam War had lasers? <laughs> or if you like, if you squinted, it's like a Star Wars spinoff because it's Gareth uh, Edwards who did Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, John David Washington plays uh, this guy who's got to get this kid like from point A to point Z. And all this other stuff happens along the way. 
And I know people like, yeah, didn't love it because the story just seemed a little familiar, which is true. However, when it ended, it kind of got me in the feels. I got some feels. <laughs> I'll check it out. The creator. creator. On to number eight for, for Brother Nathan. So, yeah, like when I was talking about earlier, you know, anatomy, anatomy in this film split kind of my mind about how much I thought about it. And that's zone of interest. My number yeah. eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just, I was really excited about the approach that this film took about the subject. We've seen a lot of World War II. We've seen a lot of Hitler. We've seen stuff that is uh, connected to characters, but setting this little, you know, setting a, a, a German house right next to Auschwitz. You know, think about the how sterile and the the monotony of growing flowers or trying to play house with his family while this, you know, atrocity is going on, yeah. right? Right over the walls. Um, and it's all brought to you with sound design and uh, images that are pregnant with with darkness and all kinds of stuff to get, trigger your mind into what, you know, the, the structure of it. You know, that's what it was really exciting. The use of night. There's this night vision. You know, if anyone has seen Very film, controversial. This yeah. infrared imagery is kind of. Uh, what while he's telling a childhood, like he's telling the kids a, a bedtime story, and there's this scene where this you, this girl in infrared is like laying out food for the people that are maybe escaping, or yeah. and and it takes on this whole other imagery, and it was such a fascinating thing. Glazier finds these new images uh, that evoke all these kind of things, and 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 it kind of it didn't break its spell the entire film. So I think it's a hard film to watch. I think it's divisive. I think viewers will, you know, what they bring into it is going to. Uh, register more or less i don't know some people fell asleep during the film that screening i was at <laughs> which kind of blows my mind but um i do think it's an important film but it's one that i probably won't watch in a while but yeah I'm watch no. again but yeah zone of interest it's a, it's a tough watch but people yeah, fell yeah. asleep at my screening too so yeah. i think it's it's got quite a range of yeah, yeah. viewership yeah <laughs> so that's yeah. mine very yeah. good definitely on my list number eight Number eight, Christopher Borgley's Dream Scenario. Dream Scenario. The opposite of a groan. There's a lot of fun love and light on my list this year, guys. Good, good. Thank you. Um, We appreciate it. I think this was a good year for comedy, adventurous comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, definitely. This this is the cage we like. This is the cage we seek. (laughs) The cage Um, we deserve. This is the cage that he deserves and we all deserve. Yes. Uh, You guys covered it. Uh, beautifully on 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 the episode it just it it i had this experience when i saw malkovich for the first time where i knew absolutely nothing i had seen no trailer nothing Mm -hmm. and i went into it Mm. and it just completely was just rocked my world expanded my mind this wasn't quite like that but obviously this has uh kaufman and the dna and i think was um, I think it was you, Lodge Master, that really touched on the editing of the filmmaker because oh, yeah. he really, he never lets you get ahead of it. He never lingers nah, a yeah. moment too long. I always and, I always sit up a little bit when it's writer, director, editor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just, um, it just, it moves at a clip and it, and it, um, it's always advancing to the next stage of this, of the dream scenario. So it never belabors the points. And I think it just was such a, um, great modern fable for a viral, um, you know, witch hunt, uh, social media era. 
and without it being like a groan. Right. And so um, it's just, if you haven't seen it by now, do yourself a favor. It's a real, and real avoid, avoid all spoilers and all. Yeah, for sure. Media. Don't, don't watch, in, don't watch the trailer. Uh, number eight. It could have been, it could have been higher, but it was such a great year. So it's at number eight for me. Nice. I yeah. think we'll hear from it again. Oh, hear oh yeah. About it hear about it again. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Lodge master. Number eight's another documentary for me. Beyond Utopia. Whoa. I am a sucker for need, all things North Korea. Need to see it. There need was a time. I believe period. it was a Brother Zach recommendation. It was. <laughs> it was a straight Zach to my screen pipeline. Zach. I know, I know, I know, I know the Lodge Master's uh, taste for North Korean documentaries. There was I mean. a time many years ago where Brother Justin and I started, you know, putting our toe in the water, trying to figure out how to visit North Korea. Mm. Probably probably for the best that that didn't happen, but it happened in my heart. So this Lodgecast may not exist. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, This, this documentary maps out the painstaking, heartbreaking, Herculean task. It is to get out of North Korea to defect. It is, insane yeah. what you have to go through yeah oh man and they take you through it you oh, feel wow. like you've been oh man in the woods up the mountain pointing your flashlight down on the ground so nobody can see it mm. and once you get to the sweet seoul south korea you they take you through the deprogramming they have a whole they have a whole system of how to bring you in you know, oh, give you housing and yeah, help you fucking <laughs> realize what you've been through. And seeing this, seeing this this family's anger after uh, realizing uh, that they've been no brainwashed. Santa Claus, that the Santa Claus isn't real. And especially... <laughs> Capitalism, baby. Especially <laughs> yeah. the grandma in the oh, family, man. you know, who... I'm to drink to that. Mm, even, uh, well, even during the whole escape, she's still, you know... Uh, she's escaping, but... St- Still, dear leader is yeah. it's just trying to do the best that he can. But in her eyes, you can see that she's starting to not believe that's it. That's the that that's the second journey of the movie mm. is the yes. mind, oh, and it's man. just a, without I, getting too much into it. It's just a small hop, skip, and a jump over to the U.S. Yeah. Some of the fucking right. shit yeah. that needs to happen over here. Oh right. God, yeah. Well, I'm that sold me, Lodge Master. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> no, it's a great. It is a great, great film. Yeah, it's man, a great film. This makes my number eight and it's, real and silly. Inc- <laughs> and this is the thing also about Mind that movie and about Bobby Wine. I mean, some incredibly dangerous, uh, can't, like production work going into yeah. getting oh, this. Oh yeah, the yeah. photography yeah. is yeah. Murder, so dangerous. Murder you, right? Forget right. about the the camera people. Don't talk about it's, Bobby Wine too much. Okay okay, okay, okay. I'm just saying that you know you could get shot shooting Bobby. Absolutely, Wine, so, yeah, absolutely. Number seven. I'm going to give this spot to Poor Things. Yeah. Poor Things. Number seven. Right, number I'm not going to say too That's much. That's pretty low, mister. I know. I'm not going to say Seriously, too much. man. Damn. I'm not going to say too much because I know other people have a lot of things to say. Oh. It's a beautiful, wildly creative Yorgos movie. Fun performances from Emma Stone, Ruffalo, Defoe. The favorite's still my favorite, but this comes in second. <laughs> it's pure Yorgos. Love it. <laughs> All right, all right. All right. Number seven. Grown Love you, brother so Bishke. Mm. Uh, so we're in my official top seven. This is official. Official number seven. This is a three bone movie that I recommend to my family, even distant cousins. It's it's a movie that I walked into while the lodge cast was already seated and like the Nicole Kidman ad was over. It was like the credits were starting and I came in. Meg with Ryan, what happens later? No, it wasn't, right. it wasn't what happens later. Uh, but a lot I of had my popcorn and my drink. It was a movie called 
Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, wow. Oh, Honor, Honor Among, Among Thieves. thieves. Mm, nice. And I was expecting, you know, just a schlocky, you know, studio comedy, which is what it was, but it was really smart and funny and the effects, the visual effects look great, surprisingly. And Chris Pine was great. Like, I love him. Really looking forward to his directorial debut, The Pool Man, <laughs> yes. later this year. But like, there was the Bradley <laughs> Cooper cameo, which could have been just like, a one note joke throwaway, but Cooper was like so dialed Soulful. in and committed. Yeah. Like I was dying. I was like choking on my popcorn and to laugh that hard. I, I would want anyone to see this movie because yeah. it's a good escape escapism, popcorn entertainment. Give me more of these. They're going to have so many more of these. I'm so excited because it there. The, it's just it, good. The franchise is in good hands. Like I want to see more. Yeah, It was almost on my list, Lucas. It was re nice. really good. Glad to see it get mentioned. Brother Nathan. All right. I got uh I got our dream scenario right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it feels so good. Um, amazing turn from Nicolas Cage, you know, uh, to talk about him a little bit. I mean, I'm very impressed by this this post-Mandy resurgence of him uh, and the and the material that he picks and, and maybe what he gets offered from pig to uh unbearable. I even love unbearable weight of uh, massive talent where he gets to poke fun of yeah. his celebrity. Um, but he's amazing in this and I feel, I feel like it's really one of the stranger films on my list and I got some weird ones here, but it was refreshingly kind of breezy. And, uh, as Zach was saying, I mean, it's seamlessly blending humor with kind of more of the, the raw Clint, you know, uh, cringe humor that goes yeah. on mm -hmm. in some Plenty of how of the dreams turn on them. And, and I think it's quite a roller coaster. It was, it's almost, I have this weird, like neg there's this weird nagging thing that it's almost too clever. Like how the hell did this guy come up with that script a little bit? Like too clever. You're too clever. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and, and you kind of want to like push him away. You know, like, you, you know, you came up with something that, that, that is, uh, has a touch of surrealism. I mean, it's crazy. It's a, it's an instant call classic. So, uh, I have it on my list. And, yeah. and, and, a, and a really career, a career uh, highlight for, for Cage. Cage, Late. Late. Cage did it again. It, it just it again. really like tickles me. So um, it could even be higher on my list, but I like that it's here. He was in like seven movies this year, but yeah, that, yeah. but you know, but we just got to hit with one. At least one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the machine. He's working. Yeah, he's working really good now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Brother Zach. <laughs> Number seven uh, is uh, Christian Petzold's A Fire. Hmm. If you are unfamiliar with uh, the filmmaker Christian Petzold, he is a German auteur um, and he's made a number of great films. Um, I would recommend if you're starting out the movie Phoenix that he directed has one of the best uh, final scenes and endings of a movie in recent memory. And it's kind of a vertigo, a, a post Holic, a post a World War II vertigo kind of a film and mm. uh, about memory and uh, mm. change in the wake of tragedy and everything. Um, that's Phoenix. But uh, A Fire is actually his funniest movie. Um, he usually makes dramas. And um, this one is a drama comedy about a uh, shithead young novelist who goes with a buddy up to this lake country uh, to get away from it all and write his book. Um, but he spends a lot of time fucking off and avoiding writing the book and every, and just becoming obsessed with this unexpected guest who's staying at the lake house, uh, and all her dalliances. And, um, it also turns out that his editor who comes to have a session with him is more interested in her, t uh, opinions on art than in talking about 
uh, his novel Club Sandwich. Um, and it's a great it is novel a, name. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, you, I believe you can watch it on the Criterion Channel, nice. and, and it's okay. uh, highly recommend it, and uh, highly recommend Transit and Phoenix from this director as well. He uh, was a great international director to watch. Yeah, All right. check him out. Very good. Mm-hmm. Christian Petzold's A Fire. A Fire. A Fire. Lodge Master. Number seven for me, Past Lives. Past Lives. Nice. Lucky seven. It's higher than I would think. I Interesting. Guess. About uh, Beyond Mine. Man and a woman that uh, shared a very close connection as children. Mm. And they try to keep that flame burning. <laughs> Sound kind of sad, but But they, uh, <laughs> they grow distant. Those tears? She ends up marrying a dude. And <sighs> yeah, dude. That dude. And then, that dude. <laughs> and then she uh she re reunites with uh with her long lost love after all this time. And I I saw this on a plane. It was great. The sun was com- the sun was coming up right mm. as the oh, sun was coming up for her yeah. while she was mm. riding in the in the, the taxi. And it just, you know, it just it, there's such a universal universal themes in this yeah and i love how self-aware the the odd man out husband is in the story he, oh that yeah dude. he spells it all out he's like he's like yeah you know i know you need to i'm the villain you I'm need to villain. be with him i'm the I'm villain the, I'm, I'm the third the, wheel i'm Sorry. the third wheel here and the smash cut to from the rekindling date to him playing the ps5 <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh so good oh it hit just yeah. right yeah and i just love imagining and actually hearing about uh people who see this movie and then se- send all these ill-advised oh dms oh to like no past flames no. and just be like uh, got me thinking about you oh <laughs> oh, oh it's good it hurts so good and the <laughs> ending oh yeah, i didn't God. i didn't expect the ending to hit me but there i was on the plane with my bloody mary and you know i did shut it and i and i would say you know for all the talk about margot robbie being a snub the real snub is is greta lee yeah Yeah. she's so good she's great it all plays Mm. on her face man that's my number seven all right we're on to six number six is in many ways it's the movie of the year Where's he going? Uh, I don't know. Ari Aster, surreal three-hour panic attack epic. Bo is afraid. There we go. We covered it very thoroughly on the Lodgecast. Mm -hmm. It's only risen in stature and bone count since Mm. then. It is bold. Many peaks, many valleys, <laughs> deep valleys, and many, oh, man. many, many salad dragons. <laughs> Anybody dragons. listening to this right now right. at least has to attempt to watch this film. Yeah. Look, Walking uh, Phoenix deserves some sort of award for this insane <laughs> it's performance. The SSRI award. <laughs> like, what? Oh, like, I don't know what award you give him. There's no award out there for something this crazy. Only with water. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, my God. God, that IMAX screening we had this year oh, was, Jesus. was sold out IMAX. Sold oh. out IMAX. Oh. Yes. Dying. Yeah. Amazing. So it'll probably come up again. But Bo is afraid. My God. What a what a film. All right. Number six. Brother Lucas. Oh, wow. My number six, six, six is one of my top five greatest movie theater going experiences. Oh, wow. An auditorium theater 13. Oh! Theater 13. And that is the Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, Pope's Exorcist. It's a three-ball. That was a lively night. Full alarm, fire, Exorcist, starring Russell Crowe doing 
an Italian accent. And yes, folks, he does speak Italiano for a third of the movie. And I knew we were in good God's hands when there was a scene in the first act where the HR department at the Vatican's like, bring in the Pope's exorcist. Like, what is he doing? Like, to the R. And Russell Crowe comes in and, and he's like completely just indignant. Like, I can't fucking believe these guys are, you know, questioning me. And they're like, what are you doing? Pope's exorcist. And Russell Crowe's like, I am the Pope's exorcist. I, I report to the Pope. Ah! And I almost started applauding. <laughs> Those Peter. peaks and valleys. Like the whole audience started oh, yeah, cheering. Yeah. Like we cheered as yeah. if he got his security clearance in Oppenheimer. You know, we were just like, yeah, like he's vindicated. <laughs> Did, you know, and the audience I, was, I, I was oh, just man. like, oh, my God, I am here for this. More, and, that was, and that was before the Indiana Bones catacombs and I mean, climax. What, and what, what are the odds <laughs> that that lightning would strike twice? Yeah. And yeah. the Morth would rise once again in this lodge. Cast. Yeah, yeah. And, we ha- and I love how they end the movie. They're like, we have 98 exorcisms 98 on record. Go. Let's 98 go. movies to go. We got yeah. a global franchise ready to go. Brother Nathan, what? So this is number six, six. and we're going to move into the top fives, right? So I'm just going to, I'm going to nuke my list. It's a putting Oppenheimer right here. (laughs) Yeah, nuke it. It's going to push the shiny red button. burning through you guys. It's burning a wave outside of me. We liked it enough. We liked uh, it enough. uh, But yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's an achievement. I I I love, I love Nolan. The Destroyer podcast. So um, there's. There's a lot that we can say about the film, but uh, I, I do think it has like it's an important piece of history. It's an important moment in the human in the human tide where we we we, we get this weapon of mass and 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 to think about. Uh, I like the marriage of 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 the score and and the um and the main actor Cillian Murphy. I really Killian. Killian. I, I, Killian. Love, I love Killian. <laughs> I think it's the Irish way I'm saying it. Right? Um, but I think he. Uh, I wanted him. The he's the right age at this moment to use those crazy wolf eyes, you know, for something. And I, th- I just thought he. I thought he really took took a bite out of this role. And so I think it's an achievement and, and it belongs on my list. And that's all I'll say about. If his name is Killian, it's like. Oh. Richard Dawson from The Running Man. Yeah, yeah. Killian, Killian Murphy. <laughs> no, yeah. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. It's qu- it's gonna win so many awards. That's Oppenheimer. Brother Zach, <laughs> nuke my list. Uh, number six is Celine Song's Past Lives. Okay, nice. And um, yeah, I, I just echo everything Lodgemaster said. To me, what's great about it um, that I'd add <clears throat> is that it's it's not just it's not in my mind, mainly about lost love. It's about who like we used to be and who we are now and no longer are. And so to me, it's like, it's about, it's not even about like, Oh, about this person. It's about uh, this other person. It's really about, it's like about a past lives. Well, truly it's like if, if if choices had been made um, differently and if I had gone down a different road, who would I be now? And this person who I thought, I was, and I thought defined who I am, I actually no longer am. Um, and I, I just think it's like such a subtle achievement, this film, and it really it has a growing power. She also just could have made so many wrong choices along the way, including especially with the husband, yeah. who could have been yeah. such a, a mustache twirling villain, butt mm, of a no. joke. Like He was just a normal dude. He's everyone dude. is treated with, he, yeah, I think everyone is treated out. like with care and, and interest. And um, I'm needed an omniscient editorial note, but the, uh, the male lead is just fen- phenomenal. You got and, it. 
Omniscient editorial note. The actor's name is Teo Yu. This is a great, great film. If uh, you have not seen it, it's got to be one of the better debuts in, in a long time. So past lives, number yes. six. Yeah. Nice. I think it's streaming on Hulu. Lodge Master, 666. It's my 666. Blackberry. Nice. Oh. I have not seen this, but Blackberry. I want to. I've heard good I got to see Blackberry. You're going to love it. You boys are going to love it. It's a pitch perfect period details of late 90s into like 2010, yeah. 2006. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a period that you don't, you know, 80s are so fucked out, 90s are so fucked out, but late 90s and mid aughts nostalgia. <laughs> Is not, it is still pretty ripe. So, yeah, I bet. And they fucking nail, nail it. it. Nice. Mm. Yeah. The writing right. is beyond and it is hilarious. And the performances are committed as fuck. I Howardton, mean, Howard and Rise. Glenn Howardton from wow. It's Always Sunny Philadelphia plays one of the guys. And he's I hear he's great. Fantastic. He's like a serious actor. It's, it's like a straight man. Everybody's roles were custom tailored to them. And one of the, one of the actors also, wrote and directed yeah. nice yeah my bff liked it a lot so i gotta check it out i mean bff his taste <laughs> he rarely misses proud to be born in canada when i watched yes film. hell yeah very canadian so very Sold. canadian a lot of good shout outs to ontario yep. can't, hockey. can't recommend it enough lodge mistress loved it too it's very funny sold sold all right everything air wishes it was kind <laughs> right yeah it is the corporate biopic of the year i would say yeah yeah all right, folks, we're heading into the home stretch. Oh, my God. Top fives. Top five. see it. Top five alive. Number five. Brother Zach recommended this doc, and it's my favorite of the year. Mm. Bobby Wine, the yes. people's president. There you go. Bobby Wine. Look, folks, if you want to feel grateful for our moderately corrupt liberal democracy, <laughs> moderately. just, just <laughs> watch this doc about yeah. Bobby Wine yeah. fighting against Uganda's totally corrupt military dictatorship. Bobby Wine's truly fearless in this movie as a musician and politician. Him and his wife go through so much hell, and they just keep on fighting for freedom and democracy. Cherish your freedom, people. Fight for it. Bobby Wine is available to watch on Disney+. Plus. That's the sound of freedom. Yeah. Sound yeah. of freedom, folks. That's my sound of freedom. He's still, and in the, I mean, he's still fighting. And he's still fighting. Yeah, it's still and going on. if he gets to the Oscars, wow. Yeah. Like, because I think he's... Last I checked, he was in prison. I was following up on him. Really? Yeah. I you can know. follow him on Instagram. I mean, he posts okay. pretty regularly still. I thought he was in LA like within the last month or two okay. to promote the film. Okay. And Good. just kind of promote what the fuck is going on over I there. Hope it so, gets, yeah, I yeah. hope it gets seen widely yeah. because, yeah, wow. Yeah. What, a, what an amazing- What a charismatic, and him and his wife are both his wife, incredible yeah. Uh, yeah. subjects for documentary. And, and the footage, like I was saying, with his Escape from Utopia- Beyond, Beyond, Beyond Utopia. Utopia, thank you. It, it, it's just what dangerous footage. Like yeah. it's just incredible. No, you'll yeah. get killed for making these movies, and they and they do. I mean, these guys are spraying life and death, man. They're spraying bullets indiscriminately in this movie all over the place. It's yeah. frightening. It's crazy. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. It sounds like a Coppola movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number five. My number five is another three boner. Mm, it's my new favorite uh, metal band, Giamatti Dark Horse. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Holdovers. Yes, sir. I'm a big fan nice. of student teacher, like mentor, sensei, pupil, like protege movies like The Karate Kid. 
Yeah. Or Rushmore or Dead Poet Society or you take your pick. There's like a lot of them. But this one just hit different because it felt like you went back in a time machine to like Hal Ashby days, like 1970s, Eastern Seaboard, cold, catcher in the rye. So cold. Holden Caulfield type tone vibe. And it just... it delivered where he's like this one mr tully like this is the eye you should look at or whatever his name is yeah, yeah. it's great absolutely number five brother nathan all right i'm gonna bring it back to new york city bring it back to greta lee bring it back to those moments where it holds past lives is mm. my number five i mean mm. uh i kind of like that it wasn't a traditional it's not a romance in a traditional sense it's in between it's a certain i mean it's a complex exploration of love and you know, lost and the choices that shape our lives. We were talking about, I mean, talking about it today, I think about how, how much access there is online for your past, right. your current, and mm-hmm. then future relationships and how it, how it does become important in your mind. And so this movie explores that's part of their relationship is, is distant like that. And it's that feeling of who you are. So I think, I think the richness there, there's also, it, it, you know, it talks about destiny and free will and uh, cultural displacement Mm-hmm. And I think that's what gives it this kind of richness, this thing, a cut above a rom-com um, and how it moves through the city. And, and it's kind of a love letter to New York and, and uh, being able to have a, an, another encounter with that person you thought was lost in your life. So it's kind of a special thing. So and this is a directorial debut, you know, to, to think is about it debut? that. Wow. Yes. Uh, wow. uh, how assured it is and how, Very how of, of her life, there's something that she's working through and you can feel it with it. So that's why it's in the top 10 for me. I mean, it's poignant. Uh, I like to say emotionally intelligent. So that's number f- number five for me. Very strong. Yeah. Very strong. Brother Zach. Number five is our favorite Finnish socialist. <laughs> Aki Karasmaki's Fallen Leaves. Yeah, nice. I, I, I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Ah, I Not think of Karasmaki as kind of like Finnish Jim Jarmusch, kind of. Okay. Mm. In that, like, if you've I never like seen Intrigued. his- Intrigued. Yeah, if you've never seen his movies, they're very dry humor, very- um, He doesn't move the camera a lot. Everything is kind Locked of- down. He finds- It's characters that are like finding- happiness or something to make them smile in a just total bleak existence. A lot of uh, factory workers in his movies, a lot. Of, and he always has uh, a lot of dogs. He loves dogs. This is, yeah. must love dogs. there's must a love few, dogs. a few dogs in my top five. Uh, this is a great dog performance. And when the dog arrives in this movie, you know, things are going to work out. Okay. This is an unconventional <laughs> romance, but it's like, he's fair. It's just spare, funny, uh, a hilarious karaoke scene. This is uh, a film to delight in, and it's another great one from a guy who's given uh, many, many wonderful films over the years. Right. And uh, I highly recommend diving into Aki Karizmaki. And this right. one, Fallen Leaves. Fallen Leaves. I Sounds need to great. check it out. Sounds great. Lodge Master. Not a lot more that I need to say about this one. Dream scenario. It's another mind fuck entry in this list. (laughs) Cage has never been better. Such a treat. Yes. And it made me feel, made me feel that Malkovich rush from so many moons ago. Like it's, yeah. It's like just, just remembering, like you said, Zach, remembering that feeling of like, oh shit, this can be a movie. Yeah. You can do this. On screen, third eyes open, <laughs> and uh, mm. I felt that again, and it was oh, 
It's so tasty. Everybody who listens to this podcast must go see this movie and enjoy. All right. To follow that up, number four, a lot of people are talking about it, so I'm not going to say too much. Dream scenario. <laughs> yeah. Double down. Norwegian director Christopher Borgley is a, a true dark comedy talent. Um, yeah, I went back and watched his film from last year called Sick of Myself, mm. which I just mm. wanted to name drop. As a, I love the poster to that Honorable movie. mention, great dark comedy about fame and narcissism that deserves to be seen. Both are three bones at least. Mm. Bravo, Borgley. And Nick Cage, my God, what? Oh, so good. So good. So that's number four for me. And it, it might come up even again. Let's see. Okay. Brother, Lucas. Come up again. It shall. We <laughs> shall see now. It's not once, not twice, but thrice. The three P, number four for me, dream scenario. Yeah. Ooh, uh, echoing true. what Brother Bishy and Launchmaster Matt already said. I know it is kind of Charlie Kaufman light, L-I-T-E, but it does have one of cinema's top three, if not number one, greatest sex scene of all time with yeah. the two healthy farts. It means I'm healthy. <laughs> oh, it's um, so good. It's, it's with Nicolas Cage is on point, the material, yeah, the running time. Everything is just dialed in. Uh, Ari Aster produced, so it's True. in it's in yeah, that Bo is Afraid universe. <laughs> you know he's De lurking. Definitely check it out if you haven't. I, I think you can you can buy it from uh, a twenty four for nineteen ninety nine. Worth online. every penny. Every every yeah. penny worth owning. Do it now. All right. Dream it now. Dream, <laughs> brother Nathan. All right. So we're number four. This one had the most, uh, unlike any other film on the list, had the most strong wallop of a first watch all right and it's all of us strangers mm, ah, yeah. right. i know this one i, I, seen, I wanted to get to it but i did not it's hard it's hard to like pinpoint i mean it's, it's had my heart doing backflips i mean it, it has like as a conceit at the center of it i don't want to spoil too much about what happens in the film but a conceit of it where you can have like a second chance with your parents that maybe you lost an early age but it's paralleling like um the loneliness that is kind of often associated with uh, growing up, uh, growing up gay in a conservative area. So Andrew Scott's character explores where he could go back and talk to his parents, kind of the point where he lost them when they're young and talk to him about mm -hmm. his life now. So that conceit is just such an emo emotional wallop when you watch it. If you have, if you, you know, if you have a relationship with your mother or your father, it's both explored here. So, um, and to, just to shout out the actors, the cast is incredible. It's these four primary like powerhouse performances, Andrew Scott, Paul Mescal, mm -hmm. <laughs> or Mescal, uh, Jamie Bell and Claire Floy, which we haven't seen in a while. Think I love her. Jamie Bell. Oh, I love you him. Know, Billy Elliot. You know, she's you know, yeah, no, it's a great cast, but he's incredible. Yeah. And I've heard great things as a father uh, in that time period. It kind of has like this, uh, it has this kind of like fantasy element to it. So, uh, beautifully uh, photographed too. And it's yeah. such a beautiful film. It really is. And the first watch has a lot of impact. I saw it twice just to see if mm. it had oh, wow. the same, the same hit and it still had touchstones. There's scenes that they have together that are just incredible. Great so soundtrack anyway, too. Uh, and, and a great soundtrack, you know, it builds, it has like this, um, this thing, this, this strong message about second chances and, and the power of love. I mean, it, which sounds corny, but it, it has some really cool stuff, really cool stuff in it. So that's my number four. That was, a, yeah, it was on my short list to see. I'm going to check it out. I got to see it. And yeah. Hey, I'm glad that he's on my radar as a director to, uh, you know, he's kind of climbing the list of A-list British directors. So, very good. Brother Zach, number four. We've talked about him before. We're going to talk about him now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about Vim. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Talking there about Perfect Day. Talking about nice. Vin's. Oh, yeah. And Vin's about. Day. I have to see it. What still. time is the yeah. screening it's at? Two thirty. Okay, we got it. We got to go. We got to keep moving here. Come on, come on, come on, come on, For the love of whim, come on. What began as an assignment to make a documentary about toilets in Tokyo turned into an opportunity for Vim and Koji Yakusha to tell this story about finding purpose and intention and beauty in every action in life and every moment in life and presence. And I just don't know how many people could have made this type of film work this well. And the actor is in, just incredibly watchable, says so much with saying so little throughout the whole film. It's a delight. It makes you happy to be alive and present in every moment. And um, I just, it's just a, an uplifting without being saccharine, but just like a truly simple yet profound uplifting uh, experience to watch this movie. It's a delight from a director who's given us so much over the years, but like um, a n very, especially as we watched a, a, like a nearly five hour film yeah. from him. Yeah. This is like the inverse of that. It's very okay. concise, very uh, great film. Could have been, could have been a number one, uh, but uh, is my number four. Nice. Perfect days. Vim Vendors. Very excited. Brother Nathan's going to see very him excited. in an hour and a half. It's part of an hour and a half. Have a great day. It's part of the clock. The clock, day of the clock is ticking. Number four for Blodge Master. This one keeps sliding up and down my list. So I thought I'd just stick it at number four and be done with it. And from here on out, the margin of my order of movies is razor thin. So this movie is called Bo is Afraid. Yeah. <laughs> it's audacious. It's ambitious. The theatrical experience is Gasper level, second to none. It's torture. It's euphoria. It's everything. You need to see it. You need to at least try to see it. Uh, it's it, there's nothing fucking like it. So <laughs> moving on, sit down one sitting, watch it. <laughs> Speaking of long movies, number three is killers of a flower moon. What? Oh, oh, bro. Bro. I wish I had that. Zach with me in the edge to help me defend Whatever. Scorsese's epic. Everyone else on this lodge cast was dogging on it, hating on it. Look, it's too long. But I do think there's a yeah. four-bone movie in this mm. cut. A diamond mm. in the rough. And yeah. the first two hours, I think, were prime Scorsese for me. Mm. The guilt rack, Leonardo DiCaprio, the claustrophobic paranoia of Lily Gladstone, and then <laughs> Jesse Plemons and Brendan Fraser show up, and it kind of lost me. But well, and excuse me, have have we seen uh, De Niro this good in, the, in, in how long? I mean, No, like De Niro, yeah. All the awards. No one's gonna. No one's gonna like push for De Niro to win. You know, an he's award. Great. But he's so good in this. So look, Scorsese's eighty-one. We're not gonna get too many more. It's an incredible cinematic achievement. Mm. I was completely engrossed for most of the film. So I'm gonna give it. He's a trick. Killers of the Flower Moon, number three. No, I, <laughs> Zach would have been fighting with me, but. I Zach's have, a trickster too. Though. We're tricksters. Okay, number three, brother. Always Lucas. fight on the side of Marty. <laughs> My number three is Lodge Masters. Number four, that is Bo is yeah. Upbraid. Yeah. Hell yeah. Formerly known as Disappointment Boulevard, <laughs> yeah. which is the working <laughs> title, the which short I still that you watch on YouTube. Because the that first movie perfect. takes place on it, but there's nothing really more that needs to be said except that 
Ari Aster is the Michael Cimino of psychodrama, Oedipus <laughs> complex film epics. He's working through something for sure. Forever yeah. grateful to the A24 assistant or whoever like brought him in, you know, with his hereditary script and was like, hey, boss, like you should check out this guy's shorts from AFI and like make his movie. And maybe we should just like fund all his movies forever, no matter how long they are. And the boss was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Like, yep. just uh, do what I pay you for. <laughs> and here we are. Like, God bless oh America. Oh, my God. Thank God he didn't bring down A24 <laughs> with this movie. Yeah. Oh, he could have. Thank God for e- A24 and Neon. That's all I got to say. Okay. Yeah. Brother Nathan. All right. Number three. I love talking about this movie. I mean, it was a surprise to have this on my list. A Godzilla movie. Ooh. Are you kidding me? Godzilla minus one. Minus, minus one. one, no less. I think this is the best. One plus one. <laughs> I think this is the best Godzilla film I've ever seen. And, oh, and wow. this this property has been out for, hmm. you know, decades and had multiple it. versions. Uh, but this is a full, like, you know, it's a full Japanese production. So it's, you know, it has subtitles. Uh, but I, I have a theory with Godzilla films. My theory is that you're only as good as your story on the ground. You know, right. The guys, at the, the guys at the deck, the ones and twos, the families, the people running, you're only as good as that story. This one's yeah, got Godzilla one. comes in, he does his thing, and it's the whole thing. So what I loved about this is it has an incredible story that really clicks together, almost like a really commercial, beautiful story. And it really uh, pays off. Uh, it really pays off. There's a kamikaze subplot that pays off. There's there's uh, a family that finds each other. It has really exciting uh, it has a Jaws reference even with these guys on the boat that oh, are yeah. dismantling the bombs out in the water. It has kind of an adventure feel, but it really, it has Godzilla being the villain, which I always want him to still be. He's still the, he's the metaphor for the war. He's this thing that comes into your home and, you know, just destroys it. Uh, and he looked the way I thought he, uh, he wanted him. He has that scrunchy face. He has yeah, that was, that, that was the one thing I kept, I kept dreading. I'm like, Oh, when is he going to turn friendly? Yeah. And then yeah. he never did. Like, and I'm like, people, fuck yeah, the people's yeah. hero. No, keep Godzilla over here as the thing that comes in and they, and the, and he's frightening when he comes in. And I love that this thing is this, this weird labor of love. It's like a $15 million film. That yeah. It's like a hundred million. And, and, uh, and, and how well it really, like it, you feel soaring when you come out of it as like a commercial feel. So, so this is a must see. I love that. I love that theatrically. It's a must see theatrically because I guess they're they're presenting a black and white version. Oh, that'd that. be yeah, color yeah. version. Yeah. So there's a uh, it, the images hold the same power of some of those old you know Godzilla black and white films. So it was really exciting to see this, and I think it really is successful. So number three on my list, Godzilla That's minus one, minus one, nice. Zach, number three, number three. I don't know what you heard about me. Oh, shit. <laughs> but you can't get a dollar out of me. Uh, uh. No Cadillac, no perms you can't see. Anyway, uh-uh. so we're talking about Justine Trier, <laughs> Anatomy of a Fall. Love this film. Seen nice. it twice. Twice? Wow. Seen it twice. Duke. That's an endorsement. Um, Do stock. Yeah. Yeah. I think this film is incredibly well constructed and... Just a great dog performance uh, at its core. And that plays into the, I mean, how the hell did they get this performance out of this dog? I mean, I'm not going to spoil it. I mean, it is wild. I mean, it's incredible. And and what, you know, a lot of uh, praise, of course, for um, uh, Sandra Huller or Huller? Huller. And and deservedly so, especially in this film, because you can actually see her face. (laughs) Um, But... Uh, the kid in this movie is one of the best young actor performances oh, I've yeah. seen in a long time. I really liked him too. Extraordinary. Yeah. He should get me. Should be more. Cars. And it's it's deceptive because the film feels like it's going to be like a 
kind of a pop boiler SVU episode almost like, and yet it really just starts to become how much can we ever know about what is true? That kid's haircut deserves a supporting actor nomination (laughs) as well. So it really almost becomes, I mean, you are wrestling with, did she do it? Did she not? And that's part of the ad campaign for the movie, but it ultimately, it doesn't matter if like the movie's trying to get at, how can we know what is true without the evidence in front of us. How can we ever fully know, you know, what is and is not true? And it really explores the different meanings of that in a really provocative way. It's a great film, highly recommended. Number three. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah, Anatomy of a Fall. It was on my list. Yeah. I got to see it. Lodgemaster. Hold on. Okay. Brother, bro, bro, brother Lodgemaster. <laughs> Number three. I mean, much like the delicious bagel that Zach brought over earlier, this movie's got everything, and that's poor things, y'all. Oh, thank y'all. Staggering piece of work. I mean, this mm. one also slid around on my list a little bit, but it's just so fucking jam-packed with strawberry cre- jam, jam, <laughs> strawberry jam creativity. Inspire, like, yeah, my God, you, you can't really fuck with this movie. I mean. When that, she's asking him about scones or how many scones can we eat, and he's like, "No, one is one is enough. Like two is too many." Yeah. Now we lounge or whatever. Oh, it's or we it's, nap or yeah, yeah. no so siesta. Good. We now we siesta. I just want to keep eating this movie till I puke. It's so good. So poor things. Number three, tasty. Lodge Mistress, if you cue Lodge Mistress upstairs to play pimp. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Number two's Anatomy of a Fall. Look, I did not have a French courtroom drama on my bingo card for best film of the year. Wow. But I've criticized French movies and I usually hate courtroom dramas. The writing in <laughs> Justin Trier's film is so much of both in this. The writing in this film is so damn good. I mean, it's just toying with the audience in terms of whether she's guilty or innocent. And it's kind of like a meta exercise in like, you know, um, revealing, you know, the more information that gets revealed in this movie, the more fascinating it gets. And more questions you have. Yeah. And Sandra Hewler gives by far one of the finest performances of the year. Yeah. I keep thinking about this movie after I saw it. And um, look, don't miss this French courtroom drama. <laughs> and that song Pimp I've been playing. Yeah. The yeah. version, that version of it. The instrumental. instrumental. Yeah. The instrumental I've been playing ever since that movie and uh yeah i'm really glad that the academy is has given it so many nominations so anyway check it out anatomy of a fall mm. brother lucas my number two is lodge masters number three which is <laughs> poor thing chasing yeah. into it yeah this movie i i had work i was actually working on a movie so i wasn't able to join the lodge cast for the screening of poor things so i saw you were it. there in spirit i was yeah. there in spirit so when i saw it without them i was loving the film uh even though it wasn't like sold out audience it was the audience that was there was still connecting with it and laughing, you know, all throughout being profoundly affected by it. And I remember just thinking as I was, was experiencing it in real time, I was like, there was this bittersweet moment where I was like, Oh man, I wish I was here with, with Matt and Bishki. Like, I wish I could be looking over at them, like laughing at this. Cause it was just so, so much fun. And I felt should have been 
the Barbenheimer creation that swept the nation because it felt like Barbie Frankenstein, you know, as this Emma Stone uh, character. It's just you got to see it and like, please see it with like your family, you know, different generations. Like I want I want like your grandma to. There's a lot to, of furious jumping for grandma to react. Yeah, yeah. to react. Jump, to this furious yeah, jumping. It's great. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Number two. Brother Nathan. Number two, I'm in a dog pile on poor things. You know? Yeah. Woo! I'm jumping over. I'm all over Brother Lucas. So I'm jumping on him. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, no other film on my list, you know, captivated me as much as, you know, watching poor things the first time. And it's just, it's, it has so much visual information going on. It, it uh, you know, it casts this whole spell over you when you watch it. And I think, I think Yorgos continues to leave us, you know, uh, spellbound. I mean, he has this distinct point of view when he's approaching these materials that just seems so bent. I kind of, I kind of feel like he's the modern Kubrick, you know, of our generation a little bit. He, we'll see his, his career is going to play out. Um, but you gotta, you gotta honor like Emma Stone. This is a fearless, you know, mesmerizing performance. Yeah. Almost every choice you're like, you know, it makes you lean in a little bit more and be like, oh, that's interesting why she did that. <laughs> like she jump, jumping around like she's an animated dead thing instead of a living thing, you know, or whatever it is. Uh, and the, the film is full of that. But, you know, Emma Stone, but I want to, you know, Rufalo and Defoe. As Defoe, yeah. oh my They're God. They're just incredible. Defoe really is unsung here. That I know he got his yeah. star on the Hollywood fame. And I, I love him as a human being as well. Uh, uh, but he was really damn good in this. As uh, God. And even a, as even, God. A, even a full ravaged, scarred face makeup, uh, he comes through incredibly. But Rufalo playing against type is really exciting too. So that's poor things number two on my list. Yes. Hail absolutely. You. Brother Zach. Number two, Alexander Payne's The Holdover. Finally, we get to it. Yeah. Mm. Pain's on I the mean, list. Pain's coming. Yeah. Pain, yes, is is Pain is coming. Pain is coming. It's interesting. It's almost like a um, a mix of his election and his sideways uh -huh. in one. Very and you have, so. he's just kind of like, he's he's great with um, turning, like life turning points and midlife crisis. And um, it's so wild that this is a script from someone else because it is so in the wheelhouse, in the voice, in the tone of pain. And mm -hmm. um, it's a real delight that he's back in this groove um, after a while where lesser results. Um, so a lot's been said about it and we talked about it. I was lucky enough to lodge cast it. Yeah, um, yeah. Not it, off the yeah. griddle. It was, it's, it's, we're going to be watching this one every over, Christmas. Uh, every, yeah. every Thanksgiving. I mean, it's just yeah, Christmas every, classic. Every, all, it's yeah. a great yeah. film. I, I, I think I've watched all of my top four or five. I think I saw twice this year. Oh, wow. Saw nice. this twice. Wow. Saw this with uh, my in-laws at uh, the holidays and it played great again. Nice. Um, love Giamatti in this mode. Great. Um, dark Horse Giamatti. Dark, dark, dark Horse Giamatti. Giamatti. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, nothing more needs to be said. Great film. Classic. Let's go, Lodge Master. Yeah. Hold over. <laughs> not a Jellicoe. Wow, not, it's so good it made him go straight. This is the only movie on my list that I've seen twice, and I can oh. imagine myself seeing it ten more times at least. It's that perfect sweet spot. That Dark Horse Giamatti tastes so good. <laughs> Just looking at that face in close-up. Dissolving into a fucking snowy snowscape. I mean, goddamn, it's it just it's just a nice like rum drink warming you from the inside. I love it. It's feel good. As holdovers. Keep it going. Number one. Number one! Holdovers! Oh. Oh, this is crazy. Uh look. For lack of a better number one, 
Alexander Payne's super cozy comedy. I think we covered it very well in the Lodge cast. Uh, right up there with Payne's best. I'm rooting for Giamatti Oscar night. And you've heard people <laughs> say they don't make movies like they used to. Well, they in this case, did. they just fucking did. <laughs> they just so, fucking, they just fucking did. did it, man. Check so, it out. The books, <laughs> check them out. Holdovers, fuck. Check, check it out. Fuck Christmas next year. Okay. Oh, my God. Lucas. My number one film Full disclosure, I know two of the filmmakers who made the film. Okay. It, it came out earlier this year. Hmm. It's an independently uh, financed uh, and released film that premiered at the Downtown LA Film Festival wow. at the Regal LA Live. Wow. So I was okay. at the world premiere Black Tie event. Uh, I'm just going to read uh, a review that I wrote shortly after seeing it. Ooh. Okay. Um, epically stunning, ambitiously electric, tour de force powerhouse of a feature film debut by original slash uncompromising slash visionary writer slash director Hassan Saeed. This is one for the ages. It makes who's afraid of Virginia Woolf look like Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Whoa. Essentially three separate long takes seamlessly stitched together, giving the illusion of one single long take with no cuts with one record breaking take being 97 minutes long, uninterrupted following a young artistic married couple over the course of one night in San Francisco of a time past. Director Saeed's film brings back memories of Birdman, Eyes Wide Shut, A Woman Under the Influence, Vertigo, The Tree of Life, and Gaspar No, in parentheses, LOL. But the material is all his own and deeply personal and felt. His esteemed film is now in legendary company, company and rightfully so. Extremely visceral and emotionally overwhelming, the claustrophobia and constant camera moves documenting the couple's unraveling in real time transports you there from the darkened cinema into these characters' real life cracking slash crackling marriage. There was even one point when I literally started to get too dizzy from too much soda, hot dog, buttery popcorn and had to leave <laughs> the theater to get some air for fear that I might get sick. The film was that effective slash evocative. Oh, and there's an earthquake, too. I actually thought the theater was shaking for real. We also had some earthquakes recently, so yeah, it's in the air. Did. Yeah. The tension builds and builds until you worry that there might be bloodshed by the end. But luckily, the film goes to a place much deeper than that. By the end of it, you are left in total devastation you feel as if you live these characters' whole adult lives, and by the end of it, it all comes flashing before your eyes like your own memories before death. Behold, oh. a filmmaking maestro is born. That is Hassan Saeed. You can see his movie on Tubi and nice. Amazon Prime. What's and, the movie and called? What's it called? It's called This Is Your Song. Okay. This yeah. is your song. This is your number one. Wow. I'll like check this. it out. I will check it out. All right, Brother Nathan, number one. Oh, man. I mean, big surprise. Dark Horse Giamatti. Well, he's back. Three on the number ones. Yeah. Wow. Masterclass and Sad Sack Cinema. You know, come on, guys. Christmas edition. Alexander Payne. I mean, the thing I like about Payne is it's always a consistent, coherent story like he, he he always finds these characters and they're super rich he said we i, I want to think back on his filmography and there's not really a bad one in the bunch we've talked about downsizing i i still yeah. stand for uh, which i still think has compelling ideas but it's it, so compelling. it's a commercial flop but thank the you know thank the film gods for letting him direct another film to get a performance like this at a paul giamatti you know we would have been robbed of that so i love that it's i love that it's a callback to the 70s and it, and it feels like it could have been made in the 70s it really is the art direction and and just the execution of it is really is really successful almost pitch perfect you know that that kind of um 
Hal Ashby, you know, Altman almost feel, but it feels there's a modern storytelling heart to the whole thing. It feels so, it clicks together so well, you kind of want more. And it's still, a, it's at a two, what, two hour plus film. So uh, all that's perfectly done. A lot of praise for this film, but my sentimental favorite is always going to be Holdovers this year. So Hell yes. yeah. my number yes. one. I love it. I love it. Zach, I'm realizing I got so excited when you were talking about Holdovers. I thought it was your Jellicle choice. My Jellicle choice is always my number one. Yeah, I know. So, so Holdovers got, is basically... Uh, I don't know what... I don't know where my head was at. Okay, my number one is Mr. Yorgos. Yes. Yeah. Um, I must reward this kind of successful ambition. Uh the sets, the costumes, the script, the performances. Yeah, everything. Um, We're all this, in pretty much agreement this year about our exciting. like tippy tops. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. pretty, pretty amazing. This is a, a great film. This is, I, I, and you know, we said it on All in the Lodge cast, but I mean, th this is a classic movie. He's done it. Yeah. Man's done it. He's made his way into that next tier of directors. And, uh, and Emma Stone, I think, has made it her way into oh, yeah. just like a performance for the ages mm -hmm. and um what what a absolute delight to get a, a movie like this and and that it makes it all the way to the finish line and um you know number one number one all right the jellicle choice that's a great uh jellicle choice theme song guys <laughs> well <clears throat> the jellicle choice is all about turning one's nose up to convention, <laughs> turning tail to conformity. And uh, I'm cashing in my old-fashioned LT card. I'm going to break the fucking rules a little bit. Okay. Mm. Keen listeners of this Fair Lodge cast should already know <laughs> that my 2023 JC, that's Jellicle Choice, <laughs> is none other than the motherfucking idol. idol. Tedros and the gang. <laughs> you nuked your list. What a you trickster. I love this show. Tedros and oh, the gang stole the my heart. DiCaprio yeah. mean from It's Once Upon a Time. Now, this may very well, may very well be the last time you hear me talk about it. So, wow. My son of a bitch did it. The words. crazy son of a bitch did it. These were five hours of erotic that. thriller pearls before swine. Like so much wonderful art, this is a future cult classic that nobody understood in its time. <laughs> for shame, Zach. <laughs> for extra shame, Bishki. You other, you other two perverts, you're all right. I watched, uh, you I watched, watched the pilot. You escaped my rant. I'm going to watch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The Jellicle voice <laughs> has spoken. <laughs> and the Jellicle choice hath been chosen. It's the idol, y'all. Breaking, it out. breaking so many rules. Oh, the the idol, I threw you in. Rule breaker. You. Adios, senor. Oh, man. It. Had to wow. do it to him. You know I had Bishke, to do it to him. Bishki, I'm, so, I'm so sorry, man. Like, you finally got Lucas to deliver all features. Yeah. Me. No, I love yeah, it. Wow. I love it. It's okay. It's, it's been dropped rules, so good. I think about half the Lodge cast last year <laughs> dropped the idol somehow. So, so we've it's been building to this. So it's oh, all been building to it. the Jellicle so Choice. I love That's it. Right. All right. right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Woo! Woo! We got a lot. Of, we got a lot of exciting movies coming up in 2024, including Beverly Hills Cop, oh. Axel F. Oh. Mm. All right. So. <laughs> And, and we're about to go on spring break, so don't fear. We will be back. Do not fear. We will be back. 
covering some incredible films in 2024. Oh, man, we're going to need such a, as Beverly Hills Cop 4, Axel <laughs> yeah. F. We're going to need a rich and deep prestige gauntlet to get through the fall, man. Oh, we got so. Mad Max 4. We had a, we had a sad <laughs> WGA strike last year, so we're going to be... We got Dune 2. We got a desert of films. coming soon. We got a desert of films coming up, so we're going to we're, we're gonna get... <laughs> We're going to get extra pumped, but until then, good night from the Lodge 2.0. Mm. Love and light. And light. Woo! In the zone, auto zone of interest.